Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Across the Park, episode number 37. Back to two on two this week. Myself, Millsy, alongside Craig as the Blues, Terry and Gary are the two Reds. We haven't got Phil and Judgy this week. Judgy's actually summing it up on a well-deserved holiday in his holiday home. Yes. Yeah. Um, before we do get started, it's a you know very important time in the city. Also some, some sad news last week, Terry, as well. Yeah, obviously we heard about the passing of Tommy Smith on Friday night. Um Really sad. He was obviously, you know, a, a Liverpool legend, the Anfield Iron, um, and just wanted to sort of say that our thoughts are with all of his, you know, friends and family at, at this sad time. Um, also, you know, as you mentioned, it's it's a point in time for the city. Uh, obviously, the thirtieth anniversary of the Hillsborough disaster. Um, so everyone connected with Liverpool Football Club and 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 the city in general, really. Um, obviously, you know, it, it it's an important time and and a, a bit of time of reflection. You know, that puts p- football in a bit of perspective, really. Um, Obviously, the tribute at Anfield on Sunday was was really well observed, um, and, and even by the Chelsea fans as well, I must say, um, which I wasn't expecting. So, you know, it was great to see on the Sunday, um, and yeah, you know, really important time, and, and obviously, you know, we'll never forget. Um, before we sort of cover the game on Sunday, though, um, obviously Liverpool did play Porto on Tuesday, and Everton played before us at the weekend. So, I'm going to jump right into our game first. Uh, Liverpool Porto, Gary, what were your thoughts? Thought uh, we basically dominated the game from start to finish you know they had they had a couple of couple of slight little opportunities but nothing really to worry about I didn't think slight, slightly disappointed that it's only 2-0 you know I thought once we got the second I thought we could have pushed on maybe maybe got a couple more and sort of finished the tie so that we could realistically rest a few players yeah. in the second leg but you know if you'd have said to me before and 2-0 and, and and you'll go to Porto with that lead then I'd have snapped yeah, your hands off out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I I thought we started well. I I did think they had little moments, Porto, but I thought, you know, their quality in the first half, I, I didn't think they were great. I was watching it, you know, I was obviously there, and I was watching it thinking, they, you know, they, to me, they look like, at best, a sort of mid-table Premier League team. They didn't look, I, I didn't think, you know, the type of team that you'd expect to see in a Champions League quarter-final yeah, stage. Yeah, you, you could see why people were saying, that's the yeah, draw you I wanted so, yeah. if, you, if, you had to p- if you could pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm satisfied with the 2-0, but I, I feel like it could have been more if we'd have went for it. But, you know, maybe there was one eye on the Chelsea game and it was a case of, we've got the 2-0 lead, let's, let's save our legs for, for the game on Tuesday, knowing full well we were going to be right at it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did sort of take the foot off the gas, particularly the second half. You know, it, it did almost feel like, a, you know, we've done what we need to do here and let's just sort of ease up a little bit and, and as you say, sort of, you know, save our legs. Um it's great that we're in we're in a position to do that, but as you say, I would have loved us to have you know really put put them to the sword and got gone for the three or the four, you know, and and really then you know it, it should be a, you know 
no problem. I thought he was going to watch it. I thought 2 0, I thought they're going to talk to him. 2 0 quite early yeah. on as well. I thought uh, even at half time that the. Um, did the commentator the said that going into half time? There's definitely going to be more goals in this mm. game, and it's surprising that there wasn't. I thought you were you were going to knock the tempo right up for the first thirty minutes of the second half. Go and get third and fourth, bring two players off. Done. Yeah, it just didn't quite happen like that. And in a way, I even felt like you know it, it got mentioned here. Like, would the crowd be bang up for it with Porto? No dis- disrespect to them, but you know, I think it was Phil who mentioned they're not like the the massive name that you expect to see at this sort of stage yeah, in the, in the been competition. A lot better atmosphere had it been like a Madrid or a Barca yeah, or something. But, but it almost felt like the crowd was saving themselves a bit, didn't it? It was like yeah. the, you know, once we they, they, they were they were up for it early on, then once the goals went, it was like right, we've done our bit as well. Full time was a bit like he went to the cop and you clapped them and stuff, but it wasn't that partisan, you know. We're halfway through a quarter finally, yeah, so maybe it, it, because it's half time and it's high. It just was. It was nowhere near as sort of rabid as when we played City, you know, mm. like last year, for yeah. instance. It, it just it was a different different kettle of fish, and you know, it, maybe it was just as you say. We knew that big game was coming up on Sunday, and it was one eye on that. Um, but no, we can't really grumble. You know, your Champions League quarter final stage, and you've just banged two goals in without reply. That means now we go away to their place, and if we get one, they need four. So they're not scoring four. So, so yeah, not scoring. It didn't yeah, look like I, they had four. I, in them. I, I think we might go into that game looking for the goal early on, and and it'll sort of end the tie. And we, we know we can just sort of play the whole the whole second leg like we played the second half at Anfield. Yeah, it's it, well, it's set up for us really to just counter them, isn't it? It's yeah. like they're going to have to come out if they want to get anything out of that. Stay in that competition, and if they come out. You feel like us with our pace because they got caught for pace a couple of times. You know, you've got mm. with you, Mane, Firmino, and Salah up top. It's it's absolutely perfect, isn't it, for that sort of counter attack and spring spring on them when they're pushing for the you know for a goal. So, and as you say, if we get one, I, I, I can't see them getting four. Yeah, the, the one thing I took from the first like watching is was just didn't really get into full throttle. And no. um, was there any player for you that worried you for Porto? Yeah, uh, the lad up front. Who, he missed a couple I can't chances, remember his, his, his name, but he, he looked a bit of an handful, yeah. to be honest. You know, he was a big lad and he, he was putting himself about. And um, I, I wouldn't say I, like I was nervous of him or anything, but he, out of all of them, he yeah, was the one that looked like one. he had a little bit yeah. about him. Um, and he, wa- he was, you know, mixing it up and, and competing and stuff. So fair play to him. But no, there was no one that I was looking on their side and I was thinking. Oh, he's he's an half a player him or you know got to keep an eye on him. It, it, it was it was as comfortable as I probably think you could yeah. hope a Champions League quarter final first leg. They had a spell, there. didn't they? They had a spell where they thought we've got to try at least get a goal here. They had 10-15 minutes yeah, near well, the we, end of the game where we took our foot yeah. off the gas a little bit, and you know, and and they, and they did look, but again, there was there was never a moment. No, there? I think it was more of a case of we we sort of as as we keep saying we we sort of slowed down in the second half and. You know, it, it looked to me like it was more of let's just not concede. As if we don't concede, we're in here. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the third goal would have been nice, and, a, and obviously a fourth. But as I said before, be, if you'd have said to me before the game two 0 to go to Porto, I'd have snapped your hands off. What I will say, it was good to see Cater getting on the score sheet again, and uh, deflection or not, he still had to be in the right position yeah. and take the shot on and have the confidence to do so. So I, w- I was happy to see that. I'm not. I didn't buy into this. He was one of the best players on the pitch. Yeah. Like I, st- I still think he he sort of he went missing a couple of times and particularly second half. I felt yeah. like he f- first half he was okay, and then I felt like he, he faded badly in the second half until the last five or so minutes, and then he sort of had a little burst where he carried the ball into the box, beat a man, and then there was another bit where he got back and like sort of won a ball. You know, when when they were on the break yeah. in, in in extra time in injury time and. And the crowd sort of cheered and sort of, you know, loved it, that little bit of application. And it, it was almost felt like to me, you know, the way like 
the way boxers go for it in the last 10 seconds when they heard a clacker the last 10 mm. seconds of the round to try and impress the judges yeah, that's sure. almost what it felt like because he had a good first half sort of faded and disappeared second half for me for most of it until the very end and then there was a last little cameo and it was yeah. enough like to yeah. stick in the memory and everyone to say he had a great game and I, I still, I still think he's getting a lot of latitude in terms of what we're defining a great game. He was much, he was better than he has been. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want it to come across as I'm um, being negative towards him because it, it's he was certainly better than what we have seen, and he he was definitely better than the previous game, which, yeah, yeah. which we'd already seen and make make strides of improvement as well. So, yeah, it, it's good to see that he's improving slowly as, as it's been. Uh, I'm happy with his progress now because it, it's showing that he could come good next season now yeah. rather than. You know, we were getting a bit worried about is it ever going to happen? Has there been mm. really any suggestion that he's a bad sign? And no, I mean, really. I mean, I I've watched him a couple of times and I don't think you could really. I mean, if that's a bad sign, I wouldn't mind two or three of them. Yeah, he he seems to have moments, doesn't he? he, he does, then, yeah, mm. I mean. But that, that, that I think, you know, we've said it previously, it's more that when you've seen what he was doing, you know, at Red Bull, it, he, he was. You'd expect the player that's coming in to literally going to pull up trees. You know, he's yeah. he's just going to run that midfield, and that just hasn't really happened for him. Is um, it more of possibly a case as well as that your aging midfielders seem to be pulling the, the type out a little bit more than him? Maybe the Milners, the the Hendersons. Well, maybe yeah, maybe it's just an adjustment period. And again, you know, it, they're already here and experienced players in the Premier League and stuff, and they know what it's about to play for Liverpool. And maybe it's just been a bit of a culture shock for him. But when you're paying 55 million quid, you know, and it, it, there's another 10 goals on top of that, I think, next season or whatever, or depending on appearances, you're expecting to buy finished quality, finished product. You know, you're not really expecting to buy someone who's going to take 18 months to sort of bed in and gel in. Um, so I, I, I don't think there's been any sort of grumblings where people are thinking it's a bad signing. That, that, that hasn't been the sort of impression from me. But... I've been slightly underwhelmed. I, I don't think I've quite seen what I thought we were getting yet. Yeah, um, I, I was telling him to be one of the yet. best players of the season. Yeah, at the start well, we of the season, were, we were thinking know, he's going to come in and based on his Leipzig form, as you said before, he he, he, he certainly looked like he was going to come in and be be that like missing jigsaw piece to, mm -hmm. in the midfield to, to push us on a little bit more. But you know, as Craig pointed out, Milner and Ensign have sort of done that this season. They, yeah, they've really stepped another, it up. Another fact might have been the fact that Fabinho took so long to make his debut. And you know, Keita was like there. I think and we've been. Tested. I think we've been pretty lucky in the sense that we're well, not lucky because we've been quality all season. But the fact that we have been that good this season yeah. and we have been even the games where we might not have looked so pretty on the eye, we've still come away with three points, and yeah. it, it's sort of given them a chance to bed in. It's given them longer to bed in because if yeah, we'd yeah. have been struggling start of the season, you'd yeah, have yeah. certainly seen a different attitude towards yeah. them. Well, yeah, I think. there would have been a lot of grumbling then, particularly on Keita's perspective where you know if, if, if we were relying on him to be our main man like you'd expect he was going to be with that sort of level of sign and that level of fee involved and we weren't winning games then I think it'd be a different matter but as Gary said I think the fact that the performances have been so good and the season's gone so well it's gave him a lot of cover really you know like yeah. and, and yeah. as I say that he's getting a lot of latitude where some of his performances are deemed adequate which I, I'm not sure other players would get that same level of sort of you know, yeah, if, if, slack if, if from Milner the fans. Or Henderson yeah, I, I think it'd be like they're yeah. finished. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, okay, it's yeah. one of them. But no, no, no one here is saying you know it's a bad signing, and we don't think he's got it. It's just we're still not quite. I'm not quite seeing enough yet. There's more. To, there's hopefully more to come, and, and I think it's probably going to be next season that we'll see it from Keita. To you be possibly honest, possibly wanted it? to see a few more goals from him as well because he, he scored quite a few for Leipzig, didn't he? Throughout his, his career, I there. think as well from from an Everton standpoint, looking at you, it was the teams you beat to him as well. When teams of Barcelona's level are interested mm, in players, yeah. and you pipped them to it, albeit by activating the clause. Expectations come with that, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when literally 
everyone was in for him and everyone was looking at him. He was the hottest property in Europe in mm. midfield, you know. So, and we got him. That's what I mean. When, when that's happening, you're thinking, we've got a right one here. Like, he's going to come in and just be world class and, you know, different gravy. He's going to be one of the top players in the, in the Premier League this year. <coughs> it hasn't quite worked out. So, it's one of them now. We're getting towards the back end of the season. If he can just chip in with the odds, you know, contribution here and there and the odd goal, get to the end of the season and then have a full pre-season at Liverpool and hopefully finally learn the language and sort of, you know, bed in with his teammates. It'll be next season that, we, that you know, the judgments get made on him, I think, um, because I, I, I don't really think it's fair on him or um, on, on the team or, or, you know, on Klopp really to say it isn't a good signing yet. Um, so we, we'll see what happens, but no, there's not really much else to say about the portal game. No, is there on, on a whole, really, you, you just you, you're happy. It's mad because I think it, it's showing the importance of the league to us because we're so like underwhelmed about being at one foot into the semi-final of the Champions League, and yeah. it, it's it's just showing how important the league is. Because if had that been a league game and we were two games away from winning the league and we just won two nil against against like a, a, an elite opposition like them. You'd, you'd be absolutely. This is, this is why I've said. This is why I said last or two weeks ago. Sorry, I said there may become a time in the season where you've got to look at one over the other. I mean, and I'm talking Jurgen Klopp has to look at one because yeah. if you've got Barcelona That's with two legs and you've got a game in between it. Last season, you threw the derby, you threw West Brom away, all to get past Roma and Man City. You just can't do that this year. Yeah, I think I think the difference is is you know with, with all due respect, the level of fixtures that we've got. You know that will come in around that time will be Newcastle and Huddersfield, mm. so you'd think that you know if we are in that semi-final, I, I'd hope that we'd have enough regardless of what team went out to be able to beat Huddersfield at home. And I think it's Newcastle, isn't it? Newcastle's, Newcastle's a in between one, the yeah. Barcelona yeah. games. So if you're in the tie, which I suspect you will be after yeah. the first leg, even Man, you going yeah, out the Barcelona games, yeah, game, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah well, easy, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got a question later about the Champions League, and you know I'll give you my my reason why I think Man you're going out but it, it, you know, if you get a good result at Barca and it's all to play for at Anfield the Newcastle game last season would have been the chance to go right we'll throw that it can't I know what you mean last season because we weren't in the title race yeah. whereas this season we are but I just think that the best we've seen it this season when we've gone on these warm weather breaks shows we've had 10-12 days off it hasn't benefited us the, what's benefited us is playing and constantly playing and having our best team playing all the time what about the pressure mm. though mentally I, d- I just think it's, I just think it'll benefit us being in these games I don't think it'll be a hindrance at all mm-hmm. would there be more pressure if you know the, the unforeseeable happens of Man United beat Barcelona would no, be more pressure I, then I, on, on I don't think so on, I, on the Champions League I, I, I'll honestly I, I don't mean to sound flippant but I think this team now knows you know the, the potentially what, what is it now six or seven games away from possibly in a Champions League final and winning this league I don't think there's going to be any sort of player in there that thinks I can't play two or three games in a week if needed do you know what I, this I is just the whole don't point of playing all season you want to be in these, I know, in these positions I just think, I just think yeah. there's a scenario or two no. which, which will happen if, if the Newcastle game if you can go four points clear by beating Newcastle and you lose a Barca 2-0 on the Tuesday we go four think, points clear no. by beating Newcastle mate we win the league okay but <laughs> the, so, if you, so if you can win the league on that Sunday and you're 2-0 down for the first leg so everything naturally has got to go into the second leg to turn it round but you can win the league on a Sunday it's the mentality of oh right what, what, what's more important here? What 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 takes priority? No, honestly, I just don't. I'll I tell you now that the, the league takes priority because you you can win the league on a Sunday, and then immediately after that final whistle goes, 
that Champions League takes priority because you can go through it's the second last League game final. of the season Newcastle is yeah. it yeah. The, the thing is there's not really we've talked about <coughs> it there's not really many positions we can rotate anyway it's only the midfield and we've done that all season so anyone who comes like in well you'd, e- well. you'd expect will be at the level of to still be able to get wins for us do you know what I mean it's like because we've shown we've been able to do that this season so it's not like you're all of a sudden going to see Origi and Sturridge playing up front against Newcastle I don't think that last, was happening. last year it was wouldn't it or, or it was against Ings, Barcelona it was or Clavan Man, Man U, last sorry. Um, I, I don't think Klopp would do that uh, even being honest I, I, I just don't um, it, you know there's not many games left now and the players are being kept as fresh as they can be and I don't think there's quite the quality in the defence rotation or the forward line rotation to enable them to do anything but play his best team it's going to be midfield and that's nothing new because we've been rotating it all year so not for me Um, you know I I don't think we're going to really have that problem yeah I think you should be able to cope with like Huddersfield at home with any midfield shouldn't you Uh, yeah exactly yeah Um, so we've we've done Porto at home should we just do social media then Porto away and we're done (laughs) 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 nothing to talk about for us is the Craig Uh, no why what's happened no no idea Ryan Babble happened so it's Stonewall. <laughs> and Mitrovic. I think Judgey said last week on the, on the podcast that you know, Fulham have lost nine on the bounce. Is it a scenario where enter Everton? Well, that's, I did say that on the uh, the radio show the other yeah. day. Um, <coughs> it's just always going to happen. Really. I can't believe it. I mean, the, the amount of positives that I've seen in the past four to six weeks, I've seen well, it's nothing It's more Saturday. so the last two and a half games where I think consistently we've played really, really well. Yeah. And... We haven't done that all season. We've had like, I mean, I, I, I get quite a bit of ribbon <coughs> from outside the podcast about <laughs> saying we have a good half, <laughs> but we've had like five good halves you know? recently, <laughs> and it's it's like we go into that Fulham game, and other than a couple of um, snap crosses into the box in the first half, we we didn't create anything. We didn't really do anything at all. The tempo started for me when when Pickford and Jagielka had a mix up in the first yeah. ten minutes, where they I think. Pickford kicked that Jagielka and it bounced back and we tried to clear it and that seems to give them just little moments like that can give teams, especially teams who are low on confidence already going into that. Yeah. I think we, we can nick something here. Yeah. It just seemed to go wrong from the first minute. They seemed to press us. We, we didn't like it. I don't know why. I know, I know. Mm. Uh, because I, I think the way we've played against the likes of Chelsea and been able to cope with with the pressure Dave, Dave gave us and then we play against a, a relegated Fulham side who like you say have lost nine games on the top before we, we turn up there and we make them look like a top four side mm. based on like how, how terrified we seem to be of of, of getting pressed of getting pressed even Andrea yeah. Gomez I mean there may be some retrospective action on Gomez because he, he, he's he's not all season had his feathers ruffled even mm. when he's been fouled and stuff he's, he's brushed it off and he got ruffled on Saturday just by Kearney pressing mm. him yeah yeah, yeah. Was a bad challenge as well. Yeah, it was. was one, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be very surprised if, if there wasn't retrospective action on that, and you know that that might see Gomez a season over. But I mean, going back to the actual game, I, I tweeted after it that I think we lack leaders. We've done a poll on our social media, and ninety percent agreed that we lack leaders. Yeah, and that's that's damning for me when our captain uh, and our vice captain, captain are both playing. Pitch, yeah, yeah. I think I think <coughs> what we lack, I think we certainly lack a, a, a leader in the midfield. Yeah. I know we've got good midfield players in Gomez and and, and Gay. But there's not really anything to like pick it up. There's not mm. someone who like just grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. The neat and tidy players, the players who can play football, but there's no one who can really go. Come on, we'll we'll drive this forwards. We'll mm. we'll get something out of this. This is fun away from home. These are relegated. We'll we'll take the game to these. There's mm. no one like I, that. I would I wouldn't You've even got Jack be. who's just seems to be happy to be on the pitch. You've got <coughs> Coleman who who see. <laughs> 
he seems to be a home player now, Coleman. He seems mm. to like w- want to get up for like the game, the games at home. It's, I think away from home. I think he seems to like struggle. But the, the, the way you've said there, Fulham, I wouldn't it be that shocked if it was Fulham who went from 18th to 17th because you'd say fair enough. You know yeah. that that might have always been the, the odds of that happening. Yeah, yeah. But the dead, the, yeah, they're yeah. doing nothing, and, and, and they've outfought Everton who had a chance to go to seventh. I think yeah. that's an important point, and I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, don't take this the wrong way, but. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the break helping <coughs> Silver sort yeah. of get a grip of that team a little bit. Um, and in your defence, you're still a very young team, mm. so you're going to get this inconsistency, I think, um, yeah. particularly when you're lacking leaders, as you've mentioned. But I think in a game like that where you're playing an opposition where the pressure's off, and I think it's on the manager there to, to make sure your team is aware that they could bounce back because the pressure's off, or you know they're, they're literally playing with no no fear now. You've got to be expecting that. I think you know in, in in games when you're playing against already relegated opposition, and and at the same time, you know on on the flip side, you have technically still got something to play for, haven't you? So yeah. it's we on we the could, manager to get seventh. the play them players up for them games. I think we could have gone seventh. I mean, it's a fair point bringing the manager into it. I can sense a bit of a rod there. No, <laughs> it's not just a criticism, of Silver. It's just that is it. Again, you know, uh, with, when you had that big break and big games against the top six and stuff, where they, you know, it, it's easy to get up for them games. Yeah. But he's, he also went to Cardiff and won at Cardiff when Cardiff yeah. massively needs the three points. So, so he's got that in him. What I will say, in defence, and Cardiff mm-hmm. needed that yeah, win. Yeah. They needed it, and we went there and won. Um, what I will say is, Marco Silva in his press conference after the game, he, he looks. He, he, he just he looked like I don't know how that happens. Yeah, like where's it come from? It's like he'd prepared. He, uh, his press conference on Thursday at Finch Farm. He was actually saying the intensity we've been pl- we've been playing at lately. It's hard to keep this up, but you know we've worked on it. We're, we're tr- we're, you know we're set up for this game. He was dodging questions about um, transfers and and you know all sorts. He was like, no, it, it's on Fulham, 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 Fulham. He looked like a man leading up to it. Preparing for the game, you look mm. like a man after it. It didn't look like a team. How, how's it happened? It didn't look yeah. like a team that was even one, one <laughs> tiny little bit. I think he's. I think game. he's gone to that game thinking maybe a little bit of a, bit um, of a walk in the park. Maybe yeah, this is going to be an easy one. Maybe and, and shocked by by the fact that it wasn't. But no. I also think that he's got enough about him, based on again that the comments pre-game that he knew that we would have to fight and earn that victory. It wouldn't be you know a, a four or five nil, no. if you will. Um, certainly, what there wasn't any fight though from them, was there? At all, they just uh, off Fulham. Sorry, or uh, yeah, there wasn't any fight from it. The Ever- uh, Everton oh, team at Fulham. <coughs> that's oh. all. They got pressed and they didn't want to know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem with you at the moment as well. Is like when when you don't start well and things go slightly wrong or go against you, you don't really know what Everton <coughs> team you're gonna get, do you? And mm. it seems to continually like sort of get worse. Like you think you've seen use at your worst. But then you just manage to sort of show it another lower level at, in on. them sort of games. I don't mean on like you know in an horrible way, but oh, no, I, I don't understand. think you've quite found how bad can it be at the moment. Well, that you still don't know. I'm banging on about leaders almost every time we have a negative result. The fact that we've not taken three points from a losing position this season mm. that just says that to me. Because a leader, if you go if you got one nil down or Fulham with over fifty minutes or so over forty minutes left to play, a leader would be like it's gone. I can imagine a Van Dijk or a Carragher or something letting a second one go in. Mm. It just wouldn't happen. You, you you need someone to step up and go, right, forget that. You do this now. For five minutes, we just do the basics mm. and then we oh. go into it. But we seem to just look at each other and go, oh, what now? This is mm. the way they're playing. What now? I'll put it as up to the way no they're No dominance playing, yeah. on the game. You, you should yeah. step on that ball and go, right, <coughs> play it simple, five minutes, do the simple things, keep it, and we'll build from there. Yeah. But, I mean, it was But like again, it, it's an inexperienced young <coughs> team, isn't it? It's so in its that, infancy, I'll give you that. That's the problem. But, I mean, and you mentioned that there, not, not having that ability to come from one, one, one down. I think 
I seen a stat at the weekend that said City, they've gone behind in five games this season. Only five games. They've lost four of them and drew one. So mm. it, they're not it's not like it's a it's a thing that only Everton are struggling with. Apparently by the sounds of it, well by the looks of it, City struggle with that as well. They go behind in a game, it's like they can't they can't recover either from we've losing never, position. We've never, we've never been a team like that though. Uh, even under like Roberto Martinez. I remember going yeah. to games one 0 down at half time. <coughs> seeing Craig at half time for the bank going, We're gonna win this two one because mm. you just knew we'd have enough to do it. Now it's a little bit like there's yeah. that much good work that's gone into since this mini sort of break that was forced yeah. upon us due to the FA Cup exit. That much good work's gone into it that I'm scared Saturday might have undone an awful lot of it. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But then I, I look that we're playing Man United and I think it's a game that we could possibly turn up on. Mm. And, and, but you want to beat <coughs> them lower sides away from home, the, the sides that you'd expect three points because they, they fire up the table. Beating a Man United and a, a Chelsea and an Arsenal, yeah, it's 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 good, mm. and it makes you feel good for the day. But you know, you play Fulham and you play Fulham away and get beat, and it's just that's so frustrating. Just your, that just result does nothing for Fulham. Uh, no, nothing. does nothing. But it's 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 done like you know, it's it's everything to us now, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. not, it's knocked us back. like snakes and ladders. We've hit the snake there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back to answer one. Yeah, <laughs> from from eight. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering, wait, waiting for the the moment when you say it's our fault somehow. You know what I mean? It is, what, isn't it? Yeah, the devil at work somehow. Yeah, no, it is. Liverpool fault. Well, Ryan Babble did score, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, there he did. Talking about, talk about Ryan Babble and strikers, I know, Gary, you're doing a social media and Phil's absence. There was a there was a quote about Calvert-Lewin, one of our, our listeners has was, tweeted yeah. in. Um, Mark on the website basically wrote in, he, he's, he sounds like he's sick of the Calvert-Lewin can toe the line because he, he said almost immediately after the game, lads, I hope I don't hear any more of the Calvert-Lewin can lead the line. This week, I think he's he's more referring to the fact that he was saying he's that player who can bring the other the yeah. midfielders in, he, isn't he? He missed he missed two good chances on on Saturday. He missed one, um, not not a chance, but his position was off for Andre Gomez fizzed it across, the, um, really yeah. good cross in the first half in a six yard box, and then he missed one where Sigurdsson put him through. And he, instead of dinking it over a terrible terrible goalkeeper, <laughs> he tried to sort of beat him at his far post. Yeah. Um, he's done a couple of times this season. He's done against Arsenal, <coughs> didn't he? He can't finish. He can't. No. He can't. For the uh, for the lads, that's his position. He's a he's a centre forward. The fundamentals are putting the ball in the back of the onion bag, and he, he just doesn't. He just can't, can't. He does everything else reasonably well. Do you know he's called mean? a Marcus Bent with no disrespect. Yeah. Just yeah. a workhorse. He, he was good for the team yeah. and good for the number ten and good I for the winger. He's winger. a little bit better than Marcus Bent. I think his o- overall game is. He's going to have a good career in the game, but he needs to shore himself up in front of goal. Where do you stand on? There was a question on our articles on the website, the view from the blue sides, which which Judge did last week. There was a question on there about has he done enough to be Everton's number nine next season? For, for me personally, just obviously before I ask you, for me personally, he's got to be either alongside someone or he's got to be the backup. Now, I think he's got enough attributes to, to be a premiership player. What he needs now is competition for me. He needs yeah. someone to say, see him there, the one who's scoring, who scored 12 by Christmas. You've yeah. got to oust him. Yeah, he's the one that you've yeah. now got to work harder to oust. Yeah, because at the minute he's only Sengtosen. Sengtosen came on with five minutes to and go. Prior to that, he had Omani Asi. So, yeah. yeah, no, he hasn't had. Let's to be it. careful. Omani still got a job to do this season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't see him doing it to be honest. But um, no, he hasn't had much competition. But then it's a bit, like, it's a bit like that throughout your team though, as well, isn't it? Yeah, but he's came yeah. on Calvert Lewin himself and said, "Listen, <coughs> I'm the. I want to be the main man here." You've got to put, go and score past yeah, Fulham then. Put, 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 it into practice, put it into practice on the training fields, which he obviously is doing. He's probably <coughs> possibly doing 
more so better than what St. Tossin's doing because he's in the team, but do it over 90 minutes. You know, he has, he, he has scored a few goals this season, um, Calvert-Lewin, but it's not enough because he's getting the chances now. He's, he's not just getting games, he's getting chances within the games. Yeah, chances at West Ham. Yeah, he I mean, he didn't, he didn't Arsenal. Re- the Arsenal game yeah, was, he, he led the line well against mm, Arsenal. Yeah, he's done what you want your, your centre-forward to do against the, an Arsenal side, but he brought players into the game. But yeah, he had chances against West Ham, he should have scored mm. two. But I reckon two, yeah. at, at least two against West Ham. Like you say, he had two decent chances. A, a decent centre-forward gets just on the end of that aim, yeah. Gomez, that Gomez fizzer. He never... Um, so I, I think with him, he needs to do a hell of a lot more, doesn't he? He needs to score goals. Yeah. Judge, you'll be spitting his pina colada out listening <laughs> to this. But I, I felt sorry for Sigurdsson on Saturday because he he, he, done that. he got dragged off, didn't he? He spat me colours <laughs> out there. He got dragged off, and and to me, he, he sort of looked the most likely to make something happen. He's yeah. the one who get that ball into Lewin, and, yeah. and he basically put Lewin one on one and said, "Go on, go on, go and equalise, lads." Yeah, I felt sorry for Sigurdsson. I, I don't think he had his best game, but. I think I think go 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 I think th- I think the three midfielders were really poor, and I think he was probably the best of the three. Yeah, I'd, he was. I'd give him probably a six, and the other two were four. It, it's not with Charleston and no, yeah, Garner and, Garner and um, Gomez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, them two sort of didn't like to be pressed and, and couldn't find him. At least with Sigurdsson, he was. Charleston again. He got he got kicked didn't he in the first half, and as soon as he got kicked, and he went down, and he didn't get the free kick, and they were all booing him. I said, that's him now. Yeah, he, that's just, him. he, gets, he just gets himself into that bad sulk, doesn't he? And oh, you, yeah. I don't mind seeing players sulk if they can pick themselves up and give we it a go. We had a message about it a couple We did speak about it, but I mean, I have like defended it, but after, the, after that... It took him 20 minutes to get over not getting a foul. I know. That's yeah. what I mean. He's running round and he's like, it's just like he's looking for like answers and again, for 20 minutes. And, and again, like, that's where the captain wouldn't go over. Yeah, make your own answers. Grab the game by the scruff of the neck. You're a young lad with decent ability. Do mm. something. Yeah. Well, good players do do that. Yeah. Remember Wayne Rooney? We didn't get a decision at Newcastle at home. And he was shouting at the referee in the ball. Put the ball yeah, yeah. through to him and he put it on the top bin. Yeah. Mm. Still carried on shouting at the ref. But he answered <laughs> yeah. the. He's like, yeah. He used that energy used in, in a positive yeah. way. Mm. Yeah. Go what, on, sorry. What about Mitrovic? He had a good game. <laughs> he did have a good game. Sign them, aren't we? Well. Well, well, his, his agent was sitting next to Mashiri, and as soon as I he said it, it <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it on the telly, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to get this on Monday. So we want to get that Gary Murray question up from last week again? Because I'll answer it now. Yeah, we'll have uh, Mitz of it, we'll have Babble. He was, <laughs> he was busy, wasn't he? he? He put himself about. Mark Murray. And he, he was... Oh, Mark Murray, sorry, Mark. <laughs> he was a nuisance. Too many Murrays. For me again, no. No? No. I thought he had a good game. I thought, you know, I yeah, he was he a nuisance. And he, he played on Jaggy Elka. Now, what I was going to say there is the decision to play Jaggy Elka has turned out to be incorrect because he, he got absolutely bullied by Mitrovic. Mm. Bullied by him. and he, then He lost a few headers, didn't he? And the fir- it was the first half when he lost a f- few corners. There was one where he was doing the backstroke on his yeah, back yeah. and he was like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we spoke about it, didn't we? I, I didn't think he'd have played him. It, it seemed like a bit of a novelty that he was playing, to be mm. honest. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. He, he had a good game against Arsenal, but again, I mean, a 36-year-old centre-half who's got to come in at the last minute to play the game. Shake his hand and say thanks, yeah. but next week it's back to back our, our yeah. normal two. Yeah. And it was a mistake in hindsight that, that we didn't do that. Didn't, but the, the Arsenal game, Arsenal didn't really shape up to like upset the Everton defence, did they? No. Whereas you have, Fulham have played like that all season, haven't they? They've, they have, even though they're down and... They do enter games on the front foot, don't, do, don't they? They do have a go. Yeah, have, as you've seen against Liverpool, they had a, d- a decent Yeah, they made goal. it difficult for us, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I've yeah, seen, seen them against Tottenham um, earlier mm. on in the season, and 
they, they unfortunately lost the two one the Harry Winks late goal. Yeah, and late goal yeah. They 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 played reasonably well in that game. They they deserve more than the defeat. Babel looked a bit happier putting the ball in the back of the net. Celebrated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually celebrated, yeah. And <laughs> celebrate past you. Yeah. Yeah. He apologised. Yeah. Hands yeah. were up. I he apologised before he'd even hit him against Liverpool. <laughs> well, he didn't even want to hit him. That, that was what confused Alisson, I think, because yeah. the striker wasn't even going for the ball. He was like, what's happening? Yeah. But we'll, we'll move on to the, the preview of the Man U game at the end of the show. I mean, yeah. I just hope it hasn't undone a, a lot of good work that's that's gone into ending yeah. the season positively because mm. Marco Silva and a lot of these Everton players do need, to, like like Teddy was saying there about um, Keita last week with his last minute of the game, his, yeah. his last impression is that if we go into the summer, and we've ended it well. Even if it's not seventh, even if we've just ended it well yeah. with more wins than losses, we go into the summer happy. If you're yeah. into on four or five defeats, especially like yeah. performances like that. Yeah, well that's what I mean. We've we've, we've sort of Marco Silva's got himself on sides a little <coughs> bit, hasn't he? And yeah, then and he, he, he play full and get beat, and then all of a sudden you just it's adding at some again, aren't you? And, and like that, that, that's what I was saying the other week, wasn't it? It was like it it, it still feels like there's <coughs> he's almost one bad result away from it. Just all. Sort of being the spotlight being <coughs> back on him. Um, so you, as you say, you can't. You might get away with one because you know the other side of that one. There's been some good results, but mm. if, if it's followed up with another one or two, yeah, then all of a sudden he's right on back under that pressure, isn't he? And that's as you say, it's not what you want to carry into the summer. He's that, got. He's got to make that game the exception, though. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, and and obviously as you say, we'll get onto the man you preview a bit later in the show. Um, just before we move back, you had, you had the game, a, a big game um, against Chelsea on Sunday. Just just before we do move on to that, I just want to let our listeners know we've been active on social media this week promoting um, a big massive Duncan Ferguson night at the Devonshire Hotel. That, that's that's um, since 1878.co.uk. Really great lad called Paul runs that. Uh, me and Judge, you went to a similar night with Duncan Ferguson last year and it, it's an amazing night. Tickets are available still now. VIP tickets with a picture with Duncan is £80.00. Standard tickets are £55 or £500 for the table at 10. If you do want these tickets, then we'll put the post on our social media. But the number for this is 07810560216. Now, Paul's very kindly give us a pair of tickets to give away for this event. Craig, I wish me and you could have them and go, but unfortunately... <laughs> Can we uh, enter under an alias? Possibly, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking so. But um, we're not going to put this question out on social media. We told you this week you had to listen to the show. So you can... Tweet us the answer if you want people to see it. You can DM us, you can email us, you can pigeon mail, snail mail it, you know, mm. do what you want. But the question to win a pair of tickets for the Duncan Ferguson night on the, sorry, I didn't even say the date there, did I? It was the 20, 25th of May at the Devonshire, the Saturday night. So the question to win these tickets is um, Duncan Ferguson begun his career as an Everton number nine. He ended his career as an Everton number nine, but he wore two squad numbers in between both. What were they? Do you want to answer? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I want the tickets, though. What an answer does me yeah, in. Nap the old yeah. uh, naps the name. Answer is Neil. Neil. We'll give it to Neil. <laughs> yeah, but um, tw- like, like I said, we want the answers on our social media. So it's Twitter, Across the Park PC. Prefer your DMs. So, you know, if it's the correct answer, people don't see it. Team at acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk is the email as well. So closing date for that is going to be this Sunday. We'll announce the winners on Monday. Good luck, guys. Yeah, so obviously... Moving on to our game, massive game in the context of the title race. Um, you said the toughest game 
Well, you I said I said the toughest <coughs> toughest game, and then predicted we win three. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I think I thought it was the toughest game, um, given the psychological side of things. You know, the last time that we were going for the league and and, and stuff, and and obviously that that was played up big time in the media as well. I mean, even me and Gary got got asked to go on yeah, Sky and sort say, of do yeah, a, a feature ahead of that um, with that sort of thing in mind, because I think a lot of people were thinking, you know, it was going to be a really tough one for us. Um, Get over that sort of hurdle, even though none of the none of them players were really involved in the game besides Salah. Really, was it um, more for the fans, the psychological aspect of it, of it being Chelsea? Yeah, what they I think done? so. Yeah. I think so, without um, a doubt. And and that was it for me. It was like it, it it was us getting over that psychological hurdle as fans, and also if things don't go our way, not getting anxious and feeding that you know mm. on that feeding into the players. That was my worry because I don't think it was necessarily any of the players who were going to be impacted by it. None of them were on the pitch at the time, so it's it, been an overhaul. It doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. But it was more the fans. Yeah, you know. and they didn't get anxious. Did they? No, and, and it even was great. even I know we scored on what well, I think it was 50, 50 minutes, fifty-one minutes. Something like that. But yeah. even going in at nil-nil, it was there was no sort of oh, is this going to happen again? No. Everyone was just calm and you know still going with the songs and the and the atmosphere and. I just think that we've turned a corner that as supporters now in terms of being able to to relax in the game and, and know we're in this to the end as long as as long as we're not losing by one or two goals we're in this to the game and we can still win the game and it really it's really shown more and more lately with 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 the three games previous Southampton Fulham Spurs you know where we are level late on and, and we're still the fans have not been anxious at all they've still right behind the players and got them over the line and we've, we've managed to get the goals and it was again on against Chelsea on Sunday you know as I said at half time nil nil it's not as it's not as um, worrying as when you're getting towards the end of the game but even then because of what happened five years ago you could easily have got got a bit carried away and, and a bit anxious but yeah, that, I, I was. I, well, I, think, I think me and Mills get more anxious <laughs> watching Liverpool than you. Do you know what? Day. I was just thinking when you were talking about the fun game, loving this show. We, we're, we're comfortably <laughs> turning over Porto and Chelsea, and you are losing to a relegated team. Mm. And Millsy's season was relying on Niasi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Senegalese prince. <laughs> I think you've nailed it there, Gary. You know, with that point there. I th- I, as fans, I think almost we've been disciplined, haven't we? A little bit, and we've learned and grown as fans in that. I think, you know, you look at the Leicester game where we had a chance to pull well clear of Man City and when it wasn't going our way, there was you could feel the ang- the anxiety, you know, on, in them stands and you could tell it affected the players. But as you mentioned there, you know, Southampton, Fulham and, and Spurs, they were all games where we, we did face a bit of adversity in them games, you know. Obviously, the Fulham game, it was late on, but it was three of our most consistent players all, con- all conspiring to, to concede a sloppy goal, but we managed to win the game. Spurs, obviously, you know they they looked like they were going to maybe be the ones to take all three points, but we scored late and won the game. Southampton, we go behind, but we won the game. So I think them sort of results have gave the fans that confidence now, haven't they? Where you do trust the team, as you say, it's like you trust that they're going to play to the ninety second, ninety third minute and keep looking for them wins, and we've got it in us to get them. So I, I think it, it it was it was a massive difference the way the fans behaved, and and you could tell that helps them players. Because yeah, you just don't get that level of you know, oh, you know, any sort of thing that goes wrong. It's like oh, the only the only time it did happen was Robertson slip, yeah. but it was like yeah. it was more just that some poor get was going to fall on that pitch and slip, <laughs> and it, it was going to happen. It was just a matter of who is it going to be, and when it happens, everyone went, oh. but it, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? It didn't actually cause any issues. So mm. yeah, I think I think that's an important point. You know that that the, yeah, the fans are are with. I haven't this said team. all that. 
it was a, it was bloody good to not have to go through all that again. Yeah, it, it, oh, you know, to be two yeah. nil late on, you just know the game's won here. We're not we're not in any danger anymore, and it was we haven't had that for a while. So no, <laughs> I think there was a spell after just after we went two nil up where they reacted Chelsea, and there was a ten minute spell where it was like Hazard had a good, good yeah, chance. Well, he two, got switched. You know, chances. he got moved. They played him in front in the first half, and it was a waste a waste of a play because he wasn't in the game. As soon as he went on that left side, yeah, he was Phil causing all kinds of problems. Phil match reactions, didn't he? You know, he pointed out when he was playing through the middle, he couldn't make them runs, and he no. he, he was the one who was still then trying to go out wide to get it and once he'd done that there was no one in the middle no and he was getting ganged up on and everything there was yeah. no way he could impact that game but as soon as he went out wide all of a sudden he's got a bit more space and a bit more license to you know when people have taken their eye off him and he's, he's ghosting in behind mm. the likes of Matip and Trent and stuff so and he showed it he did he was a, he he's a quality two, player well, Wijnaldum warms up instantly after that chance yeah. it was like get him out get the energy on that right hand side of our midfield yeah but I mean you know, besides that spell, there wasn't really any other. And it, whilst that was a bit of a frenetic spell, it was backwards and forwards. And I thought, well, our shape's gone a little bit to potty. Uh, what was good to see was Van Dijk was screaming at people to slow down. And then Henderson basically was all... I seen him scream at no, Robertson. Keita was the one for and me. And Keita. Keita yeah. did as well, yeah. He got hold of it when there was a break on. And rather than breaking, he sort he of... Just, he actually... He turned back and played yeah. it backwards, I think, but, to Alisson, he? sort of done, done the hand gesture yeah, to all yeah. the players around. I'm like, just chill out a minute. Let's just get the foot, get our foot on the ball. And, you we, know, we're 2-0 up here. We won a free kick in the middle. I can't remember who won it, but Henderson done it to Robertson. He was like, he was almost like, calm down now. You know, don't need to go so gung-ho. And it was good to see that they sort of got their heads back on it. Got the shape back, rationalised everything, and just sort of said, You just went you know, so open here. looking for the third goal. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Because you, I think Carragher said in commentary as well Liverpool can kill this game here, and your players sensed it, and the crowd sensed it. I think Van Dyke had a bit of a volley, didn't he? When he went off for a corner. Yeah, there was, a, there was a couple nil. of chances. You just went open, you just went yeah. looking for it, and all of a sudden they, they sort of capitalised. But you're saying they're good in game management by your players to, yeah. to switch that back. Yeah, there was a, there was a part I seen on, on Sky afterwards when I watched it back, and they pointed, I think it was Sky, might have been match of the day, and they pointed out. In one one phase of the match, they had a throw in Chelsea in their like right back position, and all ten of our outfield players went in like one quarter of the pitch, and it was just showing the intent to to go and win that ball, mm. get it back, and then attack straight away, and and it's worked. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was similar to to the way we played last season, wasn't it? Yeah, but there was a, there was elements of that, but then we were able to get that control back that we yeah, showed as this opposed season to just being we open winning. all the time, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was really really nice to see and. I think we just need to... I mean, besides, the, we'll talk about the first goal, actually. Obviously, it's nice to see Henderson's being pushed a bit further forward and it's really starting to show, isn't it, in his game. He's, he's, he's all of a sudden looking like the player that we had five years ago. I was ago. just going to say that, yeah, because in, in that running, for me, he was the player we missed in the mm. Chelsea game. We missed he was him when he was banned, yeah. Yeah, because he, he was arguably one of the best players that season for us. But, obviously, behind like Suarez and stuff... But we we definitely definitely missed him, and as you say, he, he started playing further forward. Now we've had the conversation with the manager, and it's it's paying off, yeah, big time. And hopefully, it continues to pay off, and he continues to put them performances in. Yeah, because in a weird way, I think Keita's looked a little bit better operating from a slightly deeper position, and Henderson looks better. You know, sort of, he he looks like the only one who's able to break the line. You know, yeah. like sort of. I don't think we really played with the the two sixes this time. Did we? No, no, it was, was a yeah, sole it was more six, of a holder, yeah. Um, and then obviously Keita was operating from a more deeper position, and there was obviously a yeah. bit of switching with Henderson. But I mean, even the goal, you know, Mane's goal, it was it came from Henderson getting beyond, you know, the line, getting to the byline. He was able to pick the ball yeah. up and, and knock that little peach of a crossover. By the way, no one's even mentioning Firmino's part in that. Well, Firmino's the quality. Little, he got a six off the echo, by the way, Firmino, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I thought he played really that is well. Bizarre. You know, he, he was involved the in it. Sal- Salah knocks it to him, and he plays the little one-two. 
back heel through the through the defender's legs onto Salah. Yeah. Not even mentioned because because of the rest of the play. No. Yeah, I thought he had a really good game, but you know Henderson's done well getting that cross in, and obviously Mane picked his header nicely, and it was it was a great goal, but. Talk about the second goal, Gary. <laughs> just tell me about it. What, what a season for you. What is I, I think say? it could well be goal. It's not just goal of the season for us. It could be goal of the season full it's stop. As well, isn't it? it was an absolute belter of a goal. Mm. I mean, nearly <coughs> took the roof off the net. And it was just a perfect like mix Be- of like beating technique, the most expensive keeper confidence. in the world as well. Yeah, it was just that was nothing, wasn't it? Uh, you just had it and bang. Yeah. Well, in a in a uh, preview on Sky, you know, we we done the um, we done the, the recording with them. Mm. Um, the week before, obviously, yeah. and and then it, it came out on I think it was on Friday night, wasn't on it? On Friday night, Saturday morning, and then on on Sky, and then Saturday afternoon on BT. It was yeah, on and if, if anyone has missed it, we have we have actually got the clip saved on our on our Twitter. The, it's in two parts because you couldn't you couldn't fit the whole thing in in the one in the one video. So yeah, if you if you do want to have a look, go to our Twitter uh, across the park PC, and you know you can see us see us chatting away and amongst really, clapping really for me and okay. Really, really good, Craig. If you wanna, yeah, if you want to see Terry and make up, now's your chance. Me and Craig, we're thinking that you two are going to get poached from the podcast. Little yeah. celebrities on our ends now. Yeah, I thought you'd be one of the call of Phantom Zerk and get on the jungle. No, but what I was saying there, you know, I said Jordan that Salah Cup is arguably going to be one of our most important players as long as he can keep this form going and in that game. But take away, take the goal away for a sec. Just as performance, he was a menace all, all day. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he was back to his best again for me, and he was brilliant. And and then he pops up with that goal, and it's mm. like you know. I mean, I mean, it, I don't think it, it can't be unsaid. The little dive was a bit. Oh, why are you doing that? Yeah, <laughs> stop the press. Terry has just admitted <laughs> Salah dived. To be fair, on, on that instance, on that instance, to I think it's two exclusives. Hey, two season, exclusives today. No. That, to, that to uh, Sigurdsson playing well and, I don't, and Salah. The dive. thing is, I, it's warm weather outside. I, I, I just don't want to see it because it, it, I think you know. All the other ones, most of them I'm, I'm saying were pens. There was one where he went down easily and referees were onto him and I felt like he was getting denied definite pens then after that. So I don't want to see him then do another sort of bit of a dive. Where he did get kicked though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only messing Mills. So <laughs> I just don't want to see it because, you know, pens and stuff could be crucial in the last couple of games. You know, games are tight and stuff and yeah. you don't want referees to look at it again and say, oh no, he's back to that, you know, doing them little dives. So it's even refs that he's got previously mm. and they've got that in the back of the mind. They've got, you've got me once. Exactly. So, again, I d- yeah. you know, it, it, you've got to make sure that, you know, there is genuine contact if you are going to go down and, the, uh, you know, the weren't in that instance. I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a soggy one. Um, so hopefully, you know, the likes of Henderson or Millen have said to him, like, you know, if you're going to go down, make sure next time there's at least, you know, some yeah. some contact there. I said last week on the show that I think the momentum is with you, between mm. you and City, despite how good City are, and City winning games, I feel like the, the, moment, scraping games. the momentum is with you. They're not winning, they're not winning <coughs> games comfortably, I don't think, though, City. No, yeah, but they're doing enough. Very champions. They are doing enough. United used to I'll do. tell you yeah. what, when, when, that, when that Palace free kick went in. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, when so. that Palace free kick went in, I thought, oh, these, these so are So did Guardiola, because he looked tense, didn't yeah. he, in that last 10 minutes? He looked relieved when they're there going. Yeah, well, the, the, yeah. the reason I'm saying that is, is the question to use is, the momentum's with you, and you could win every single game now. <laughs> is there a slight bit still with you that it's not in your hands? You're obviously oh, happy how things are going. Without, without a doubt. Because yeah. it doesn't show. And I'm not saying that you should be walking around showing it, but even on the show, do you, you know don't what? really show that. So. Do you know what, Mills? In, in my mind, what I'm what I'm trying my hardest is to, to think, even if we finish on 97 points and they win the league, which will be absolutely absurd, <laughs> that's an incredible season for us. 
That's an absolute mm. remarkable season. I don't season. think so. <laughs> I, I no, it's not. I, I think mean, that would hurt you more. To it should. It should hurt you. It would devastate us. It would sting to the core. It would win you every single Premier League title. Ever. Bar, bar this last, one. Bar yeah. last year. Oh, that's that's why it would sting. Yeah, yeah. But every, every single Premier yeah, League no, title. Listen, so I'm not taking it's away. It's an amazing point, Sally. I am not taking away the fact that that will sting us to the core and it will definitely hurt. But. At the end of the day, what we've what we we didn't expect to be this close in the title challenge no. on ninety odd points. We didn't expect that at the start of the season. What yeah. we were looking for mainly was <coughs> progression again. We yeah, wanted we to finished, make sure. Don't we, forget how far back we odd f- points and the rest, and we finished a, a lot of points behind City last we season. We wanted to make sure we closed that gap. We've more than closed it this season. We, we oh yeah, you know we that, that, that's part of why I asked because any other season is it Walker, but this season with it being so close and the team like City in the league. Those games at West Ham and Leicester. If, it, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd carry them round. Honestly, I would. I'd be gutted with it still. Yeah, I Maybe mean, are. listen, we, there's we no way. Them they're giving it to them. <laughs> there's, 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 there's no way. There's no getting away from the fact that we will be just like distraught if we don't get there and we put 97 points on the mm. board. You know, that will hurt. But what can you do? It's gone. I, I do you think just 97 to, points will be enough, though. You just have to look forward. You don't, to be fair to Gary, he has said it. it. Could, yeah. he has. I think it could be. And they've got they've got harder games. Let's face, let's let's make no bones about it. Spurs even at home, it's a tough game. Man United away. I, I said away is a tough game. I've been but saying I think Leicester at home is a tough Leicester game. They're three yeah. games from this from the uh, Palace game. I said I don't think they'll win the three on the bounce, which is Palace, Spurs, Man United, and I stick by it. I don't think they'll win the next two games. One down, two to go. So Spurs play them in the Premier or the Champions League first. Champions, Champions League, League first. On Tuesday, no Wednesday. Wednesday. You'd imagine City going to put more into that, just naturally. Well, exactly. But 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 that's the thing; they might put loads into that. And if it goes their way, is it going to take a lot out of them Mm. ahead of the weekend game? And Spurs will want to respond if they just being dumped off the Champions League. They want to respond. The thing is, if if City put everything into it and don't win, will that knock them psychologically? You know, where like they're they're really down in the dumps because they've gone out at the you know the quarterfinals. It's it's not just that though; it's Guardiola as well. I don't know what day the the game against Spurs is on the weekend. Um, Guardiola seems to be you'd more. Th- you'd, you'd think it's Sunday with with them playing Wednesday. Well, we play Sunday. To, to me, Guardi- Guardiola Sunday, seems yeah. to be more animated when the Champions League comes around. He, he blatantly wants that Champions yeah, League. Well, He's been employed by them to win Champions well, League. Half twelve Saturday. Their game, yeah. yeah. Tottenham, so, yeah. Early yeah. kickoff, yeah. But the thing with Guardiola is he hasn't won uh, probably as many European Cups as you would expect him to have won, mm. given you know the best Barcelona take, years yeah. he had, the Bayern Munich team he had. Um, and obviously has he won two? One, I two. think he's won two. I don't know off the top of my head, but either way, I don't think it's anywhere near as, as many as you would expect him to have. You know, given when Zidane's just gone in at Madrid and was, you know, retaining European Cups and stuff, as yeah. if they, they were 2009 not. 2009 and 2011. Something like that. He so them, yeah. He beat Man U, didn't he, at Wembley? Twice, was, was, yeah, yeah. He beat them twice. I think 2011 he beat them. Um, 2009. Mm, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I haven't looked, but either way, I don't think he's won as much as in European Cups as he would like to win. And I think if he won that at City, that's his remit, isn't it? That's what he's been brought in exactly, to win. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they they wanted as, as owners and he wanted as a manager. 
yeah. was interviewing Sky, but he was like, yeah, I'm watching the golf next. Yeah. yeah. It's like, y- your rivals are going to go above you in, in the Premier League. I'm watching the, watching the golf. Yeah, I think there's an element of kidsology in that. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to show that he's, like, you know, looking over his shoulder Why? a little bit. Well, because... It, it, Why not it, say, no, yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. You know, it, it's out of our hands, but, you know, it's, it's massively important to us, the Premier League. He mightn't be watching because, it, because, <laughs> Well, maybe he isn't, but because it, it gives the press angles to get at him, you know. Is, not having Guardiola hasn't got two screens. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but it was a weekend for Tiger Woods, were not it? Yeah. So, you it know. was. Although, that is, can I just say, I know it's obviously a football podcast, but this chat that the Tiger Woods thing is the greatest comeback in sport and history. I'm not having that, He's the people's uh, champion. Well, just, well. A, just a it, plug to it, get Istanbul it, it, it on there. There's only one people's champion, it's, it, it's, it's just, I, I just think it's, you know, it's stretching it a bit, that isn't it, to say he's the greatest comeback in sport and history ever. I think so, yeah. I think he's done all I know right what Teddy. I know what Teddy's setting it up for. I've just said, yeah. Well... What about the United He's already game? said 4-4. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good comeback. <laughs> anyway. We've had one to ourselves. Granted, they haven't been as, as important. But we've By the way, we haven't actually said the, fi- the end of the sentence to Salah's goal. <laughs> Brilliant. It was just incredible. incredible. We just stopped short of actually speaking well, about we, it because there's not We left it unsaid <laughs> because there wasn't anything else to say, was there? Um, but no, I mean, that, just, you know, that Woods thing was just a little bit of a... Not having that, me. You're saying, uh, Gary, what you haven't spoke about. I preferred that. What, what you haven't spoke <laughs> about, Terry, <laughs> is hosting a night last week with um, Steve McMahon. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah, it was good. It was the, the first time that anyone, you know, across the park has done like a, a, a live Q and A, um, almost like a, a you know, a, a, an extra, an ATP extra. But uh, it was good. ATP it, live. ATP live. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was on stage um, in Kirby. Um, and it, it it was a good night, you know. He he was really honest and, and forthright, Steve, with his views and stuff, and you know some funny stories and told us a little bit about what was going on in the dressing room. There's some bits that I can't, I, I probably can't repeat to be honest. Um, but we're hoping we, we are. We'd, we'd love to record it, but yeah. nights like that where it's in a, a paying audience and you know people have people have paid and, and they've got the pints out. It's a very different setting. It, we it, have here, it is, it? and and you know we're hoping to get Steve on for 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 the podcast, um, so that you know we can we can get some of them stories out for our listeners, um, because you know there was some interesting stuff in there, like really interesting stuff, and and obviously it's relevant for you know for for, for both sides really. We, obviously, Steve's the peak of his career was obviously as a Liverpool player, but you know he still spoke and and he said that he, he won't shy away from talking about his time at Everton and and he enjoyed his time at Everton and stuff and I know he, he's maybe not viewed in 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 the best light by Everton fans which he's aware of but you know he he was a successful player for Everton um a captain of the club and and you know he still looks back on his time there sort of fondly um so it'll be interesting if we, if we can get him in for for a podcast and and we'll we'll put that out there as a, as one of our other ATP extra episodes just are always available in the archive there's others in there as well if anyone hasn't checked any of them out we've got a mix of blue and Liverpool, uh, blue and red ones so you know do check it out on the website across the park podcast.co.uk but no it was a good night um and, We've and seen I think again, we? enjoyed in, it in a couple of weeks. Actually, we are. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I won't be there because uh, I'm away that weekend. But um, unfortunately, you're away. Well, yeah. There is <laughs> that. Don't let you miss it's it. It's not really that. unfortunately. Well, um, it's on a stag do, so it's definitely oh, not unfortunately. But um, it's over in Haskane, isn't it? The shipping. It is. On, yeah. On the Friday, shipping, yeah. 10th of May. It's a, it's a night with with Steve McMahon, and it's also a night with Kevin Sheedy. Um, so it fits in well with us. It's a night they've entitled "Across the Park," and "Across the Park" are going to be hosting it. I think myself, Millsy, I'll be down there, maybe on stage doing the 
the Kevin Sheedy part. We're not quite sure with Teddy being away. We think Phil might be going down and doing doing the red section. That is subject to change, obviously. But go on our social media, on our Twitter, Across the Park PC, and we have got details on how to get tickets for that. All proceeds go to Papyrus as well, the charity, which is a really good night, and tickets are 30 quid for that one. Cool. Gary, got the, some social media there? Yeah, in Phil's absence, uh, I'll, I'll take over this again. We, we've we've stuck to just one this week, and uh, well, we've done a few little bits, haven't we? As we've been talking, yeah, there, like we, little but odds we've sort of just kept media. this section to one because it, it, it's potentially an, uh, a a talker. <laughs> so we've got Stacey on the website. She, I think, I think she's a red Stacey. She's aimed this one at the Blues, but I think we're all going to answer it. Um, who do you think will win the league and win the Champions League? Before we go, I, I did get judges. Why, why Stacey? <laughs> why ask the Blues who's going to win the league and the Champions League well, just, just to see if you're well, honest can you, be, uh, can you be impartial well before you before you go I, I did I did message Judgy and ask him what he thinks um, and he's gone for Barcelona for the Champions League and he thinks they'll beat City in the final and he's gone for City to win the league on the last day of the season Oof. harsh Craig um, looking at them fixtures there, I think it's it's Liverpool's year for the um, the Premier League. It kills me to say, but I, I know. But I, I do think with them fixtures, I think Liverpool have got enough enough about them in the league to to, to do it. I think they're going to get through Porto in in the, in the quarterfinals. So I expect that, but I think it's 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 going to be a tough one at the semi-finals if it's if it's Barcelona. I think Barcelona for the Champions League. If they if they get to the final, I can't see them losing. No, I I agree, and it's it's not a nice thing, you know, to to, to say, you know, all rivalry aside, this is a friendly podcast, Blues and Reds, but you know, you don't want your rivals doing too well. Uh, I do think Liverpool have, have done enough now by beating Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, I, I think after navigating six points out those games, I think they've got it. I, I can't see City doing what they have to do, which is taking maximum points out of Tottenham. Manchester United, Leicester. Yeah, I think it's 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 I a bit of a tougher running. Couples with the fact, like we said before, I think even if they don't publicly show it, their priority is going to be they want that European Cup, and that owner wants that European Cup on his yacht. Yeah. He's, he's got the Premier League. Yeah, and and Liverpool's mentality is we've got the European Cup, we want the Premier League. Yeah, I think Liverpool will have enough to win the league. I do think Barcelona are the best team in Europe still, and they'll win the Champions League. Interesting, Teddy. Where do you want to answer? He's not going. He's going for the double. Doing the double, aren't he? He's going for the double. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, I, 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 I don't want to. S- it, it's a hard one, isn't it, to, to say? But we're going in the right direction. Where I think you know we might well win that league. You know, and I, I, I think there's a, there's, there's a, you know, a better than evens chance that we are going to get it over the line this year. Um, and then in the Champions League, I'm, I'm having us against anyone over two legs. I think. Porto aren't going to have enough, I don't think, to, 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 to get past us. Yeah, well, in if you, the look at the, you look at the state of play now, it's Porto were at home in the second leg and the 2 0 down. You've got Juventus at home in the second leg and the 1 1. Barcelona at home in the second leg, the 1 0 up. And Man City at home in the second leg and the 1 0 down. Mm. In fairness to that as well, I, I watched the um, Man United Barcelona game and I, I didn't see a lot from Barcelona. Barcelona that could, started well. That could trouble. A Liverpool side, and that's what I mean. I'm having us over two legs against anyone. In, so if we get in that Champions League semi-final, I'm, there's no way I'm going to say anyone who we're facing. Is that a live bird on your lapel? You know what? It's, it's <laughs> doing me head in. It's the warm I'm weather. It's the warm weather that's killing us. How many of them cores have you had, Craig? Not, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I, you know, are you saying the double? I'm, do I think we'll definitely do the double? No. 
do I think we've got a, a great chance of doing the double? Yes. And out of the two, if I had to pick one, I think I think we'll get the league over the line. You're more likely to win the league, I or think you prefer so. both? Well, I prefer I, I prefer to win the league. Obviously, it's been well, such a long definitely. wait. But, but you're I, more likely I, to I, win the I league. I personally think? feel that now getting past that Chelsea and Spurs games yeah. and and the tricky Southampton one on the Friday night, I, I, I just feel like the, as you say, the momentum's in our court, and I reckon we might get it over the line. So no definitive on the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, said just gonna, he says he's going to beat anyone double. over two legs. It's when you play teams in a one-off game. For, for me, I, I, I sort of agree with you. I, I think we'll get it over the line in the league. I've said it all along. Since since the fixtures come out and we were a point behind with and City got the uh, sorry, we were ahead of City, but they've got the game in hand. I, I don't think they'll win the rest of their games. I just can't see it. So and I, and I think we will. So I don't think I, I do think we'll win the league. I, I think we'll get it over the line. Champions League, you're looking to probably pass in the next round. That's probably going to be, I think that'll probably decide it, in my opinion. I think whoever wins that game <coughs> will win it. Um, and yeah, I'm going for us. What are we going to do if you win the league and the home comes on the Monday? About the show. The show is prior, prior, Priority is the show. <laughs> the show will get po- postponed <laughs> to probably not even Tuesday, to be honest, because we'll probably be buried. Probably uh, still be out. They'll probably just have to give it give it a miss for a maybe fortnight. Maybe a Wednesday job. <laughs> you won't even be back in the country for a fortnight no. anyway. Maybe in Timbuktu. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I mean, we've got a loaded show. I think that's the only question we really have time yeah. for, really, because there's a lot of games to, to preview and review. What we do want to say is we touched upon there the social media, sorry, the Across the Park Extra. We hopefully might be able to get Steve McMahon on to do a Liverpool show, which which we do know we're sort of, you know, lopsided on the, on the blue. Like we've said previously, it's just been really lucky and really fortunate to get really good blue guests and we haven't quite landed with that look on the red one we, we are going to sort of move the goalpost a little bit on the across the park extra especially for the Liverpool side we're going to bring in a, a massive Liverpool fan next week I'm sure you all know Neil Fitzmaurice bit of a, a legend in the city big massive Liverpool fan now he's seen Liverpool 70s Liverpool yeah. 80s he, he's, he's seen the loss so we're going to get him in next week the Reds are going to have a talk to him about his, his favourite memories as a Liverpool fan there's going to be some stories and obviously as as these these reds catch up, these reds are at eighties kids catch up to nineties, and and obviously now Jürgen's boys have a good chat about that. So reds out there, we do hope that you will enjoy that. That'll be out in a probably couple of weeks. We're planning to record it next week as long as all goes well. We'll have that out for you in a couple of weeks, which may just tie in with the end of the season celebration. Possibly, Terry's, Terry's looking at me, telling me urging me to spit the rest of that script out that he's written <laughs> me. <laughs> and just before we do move on, we had a competition in relation to. The Everton across the park extra David Weir. Um, David was very kind in signing a, a share for us. The 2006 2000 Everton share, which is David's 2011? last. 2011? 2006 <laughs> 2007 share. <laughs> <laughs> the script's terrible, you're right, you know. <laughs> terrible. Uh, it's actually David's last season as Everton player and captain. Um, so it's an important share for him. He signs it. Best wishes, David Weir. And the competition winner is Sean Lowe. So, Sean, we've um, sent you a nice message on Twitter congratulating you. Get back to us with some details and That'll be in the post, so congratulations again. Oh, aye. Roberts has just turned up. It was me- it was supposed to be th- uh, two on two this week, but Phil decided to rock up after work. Where have you been? Yeah, I had a late one in work, didn't I? I told the boys I wasn't going to be able to make it tonight, but then got out a bit early and I thought, I'm not turning up some free pizza, so here I am for the... Turning down some free pizza. pizza. Turning turn turn up. So you don't know the difference <laughs> between up and down or preview <laughs> or review, do you? It's, it? d- it's been a long day for me, but I'm here for some food. So let's get this straight. Have you, have you brought the pizza on or... Yeah, it's it's, uh, okay. it's waiting downstairs. Oh yeah. Why is it downstairs? Someone will snaffle. I can't get it. 
You know, good over here without absolutely useless, isn't it? But like we always want to say, it's a good chance to say thanks to our, our sponsors over at, at Dough Pizza. They always send us a couple of pizzas and a couple of sides, which which get us through the podcast. Like Phil's alluded to, alluded to there. Sorry, we do come from work and. It's quite hard to, mm. to, to eat in between. Yeah. Let's so. come all the way from South Liverpool to have a slice of pizza. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> a long way, that, innit? You know what? I've got the interest of our listeners at heart. I know they want me here, so <laughs> here I am. Well, you're just in time for the um, moving on to the second leg of the Champions League quarter final. Gary mm. and Teddy covered the, the first leg. They were, they Which were is a review, Phil, not preview. Yeah. <laughs> no, pre- that was bait no. for everyone, by the way. <laughs> no one even got on it. <laughs> second leg's actually a preview. Just to fill you in. <laughs> wow, that went right over his head, didn't wow. it? Wow, up. Just to fill you in, Phil, the two of them sort of together, very pleased with the 2-0, but maybe disappointed that there wasn't a third goal in there. Uh, Going into the second leg, have Liverpool done enough for you to, to navigate past this? <coughs> well, I think I don't think Porto are going to be capable of keeping Liverpool out. And one more goal for Liverpool means that they're going to need to score four to, to, to progress um, without a pen shootout. So I don't see... You know, in my wildest dreams, I don't think that Van Dijk's going to have that bad of a night that he's going to that Porto going to score four against Liverpool, and I can't I can't see Porto keeping Liverpool out either. So yeah. I'm, re- I'm really confident. We, the third goal would have been massive, but the third goal will come. The clean yeah. sheet's massive, isn't we, it? We've sort we sort of said that Jordan the first, like you know, the, the two nil you would you wouldn't have said no before the game, would you? No. And, and it would have been nice to get three or four, but yeah, I, th- I think one goal up in Porto and, and the tie's over and. You know, we, we'll just buy that time when when they start coming out, which you, you've got to do. Mm. We'll just nick one, I think. The real question is, you know, how, how close to full strength do we go? Well, yeah, we, we sort of talked a little bit around that before, but we didn't go into any depth, did we? But personally, I I just don't think there's enough games left now where to worry about to worry team. about it. I think if I'm any of them players, I want to play in every single game that's coming up there. There's no 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 messing about. It's injuries, Terry. It's not fatigue that you're worried. About. It's like unnecessarily playing someone who could get injured. Who we need for the for the running? But I know you're all, you've always been an advocate to get get it done, get yeah. the goal, and then get them off. Play them and then take them off. Don't rest exactly them and then right. have to bring them on. Um, but I I do think he'll he'll rotate. Rotate where? I, I think you might see a Rigi start. Yeah, I think there's a potential to see a Rigi start. Yeah, I, I can see that one. I can, rec- you know, there's every chance he might give Mane a blow. I think. Um, I, other than that, though, I mean, what about I, going with a more defensive midfield in this game? Just I think I think Wijnaldum will start. Yeah, because he's had a little bit of a blow he's as well. He's not started the last two, has yeah. he? So I think he'll start. Mm. Um, I don't know, will he, will he keep Milner. Fabinho? Milner didn't start. Yeah, I think... I so think I reckon he, he, you could end up seeing like a Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Milner midfield, which I don't think I'd be against. <coughs> we've talked that, that we, we, we've particular. said we'd like that. And yeah. I think that's a good balance of experience and, you know, and, and ability. Lovren um, back in as well. You For who? Matip. So you just keep playing Van Dijk? I think, I think he plays Van Dijk. I think it's too... Because imagine, imagine he never played Van Dijk and the worst days happen. Mm. It's... For me, I, I'm, I've never been an advocate of rotating centre pair, centre half pairings. Like he plays him, he plays him in the first leg, though, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he, that's that's the biggest risk, though, isn't it? If he got injured, out of everyone, Fantastic. he's one of the biggest ones that you'd be terrified if he got injured. Does he even and you have to see the season out with Matip and Lovren. No, I know, but you know, if you're talking about not not exposing players to unnecessary injury risk, then you know, if you, it, I reckon it, it could be one of them if. If you get to half time and you've got a goal and they need four, then maybe you do take him off, you know, because I don't know. Even as as mad as Lovren and Matip can be, I can't see Porto getting four goals. If we, get, honest, a goal. if if we get, get a goal, maybe I would not like to see us going into this game with, with Lovren and Matip. No. Yeah, because mm. my opening line for it was like, 
I can't see uh, Van Dijk and Co having that bad of a day mm. that they'll score as enough goals as they need to. But if you don't even play Van Dijk, I just then, think uh, it's one of them, isn't it? When when you when you look at your opposition, if one of their best players is starting on the bench, you'd immediately get a lift, don't you? Yeah. Mm. So th- if they they come into the game and they see Van Dijk's on the bench, they immediately think, right, we'll have we'll have a good goal at these yeah. here. We, we've got half a chance here because he's not playing. Mm. Well, what about the other end of the pitch? Is it time to maybe rest one of the front three? Well, that's, that's what I said. That's that's what I, think, yeah. I think Origi will oh, play. Yeah, said, yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm, I don't know who for. That's what I mean. Who would you ideally yeah, like to come out and have a rest? Uh, I think, for me, I want Salah playing. He, he's, yeah. he's just got himself back into a bit of form, scoring a couple of goals. I, I, I want to play. Keep the momentum. And yeah. Marnie, obviously, you know, he's been on a great run of goals, but we've relied heavily on Marnie, you know, the last the last couple of months. Um and he could be the one that maybe has a blow. I don't think he was great in the Porto game, the first leg. I think he was one of the quieter ones, you know, in our team. I don't think he, he quite had any sort of real impact on the game. Um, which is fair enough, because I don't know what he scored, like 14 and 16 or something, hasn't he, in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. So, you know, there's, n- there's no way that I can, like, sort of criticise him. But that was a quieter night for him. And maybe it is that, you Do know... I think that's playing the counter, Marnie. You'd need him in that team, yeah, at least for the first half. Do you know what? One thing I, I'll say, though, on the counter, I think we, we've talked about it in the past where when, when we get ahead in games, we end up do we do bring a Rigi on to run them channels and run into them he corners. Well and, well. and he's quick. Mm. He is quick. So I think he, he, you know, he'd have enough and he'd be a, a difficult challenge for Porto. Because Origi's a wide forward, you're not necessarily thinking of Firmino to, to come off for him, but you could because Bobby, uh, sorry, because Mane can play up down the middle and so can Salah. So it's more yeah. than possible to take him out the team as well. But no one sees any point in doing that. He's done that recently, didn't he? Mm. Was it Watford at home where you played Rigi yeah, left yeah. and Salah or Mane centre, was it? In the middle, I think it was, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not looking at Firmino and thinking that he looks as tired as he is a couple, no, of, a couple of weeks ago. Game. He did work hard <laughs> in last game. I thought he played really well in the last game. Um, so I'd quite like to see him stay in. And as Gary mentioned, I'd, I'd keep playing Salah because he's, he's starting to score again. You know, we went eight games without a goal and now we're starting to get a couple yeah. and just keep him in and keep the momentum going. 100%, um, so maybe there's some, some rotation to be done, but I don't think it's going to be wholesale. I certainly don't think it's going to be, you know, Klopp not taking the Champions League second leg seriously. Um, and it, it might be tweaks at the back and... And maybe tweaks it at the front, and and we always rotate the midfield yeah. anyway, so that's no different than any other sort of any any other sort of fixture really. But other than that, you know, all I can say about Porto is we're in a great position, exactly the way you want to be when you're going to you know a second leg of a quarter final Champions yeah. League tie in. Yeah, the the reason I said as well, I, you know, I'm very confident Liverpool score. <coughs> it's more than just because I think we're better than them. It's because they've got to come out. Mm-hmm. We haven't really mentioned that they've got to come out and attack. Yeah, they, well, we we know. we mentioned it before, but like, it's absolutely right. You know, mm. as you say, they've got to. They want to get something out of that tie. Yeah, it's on them, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, we're we're built for that. Aren't yeah, we? in theory, we can just go and play the the game like we played the second half at Anfield. Mm. And we can just knock it about and and wait. Uh, and I think that's what Spring we will do. That I, I, yeah, I don't think we'll we'll go into the game necessarily trying trying to force a goal. No, we'll I just wait. Won't. We'll just bide our time because, as you say, they've got to come out. Mm. So uh, until if that if that waits till the 60th minute, then it waits to the 60th minute. But I, I do think we'll get a goal. You just don't want to near the end, like, like with Roma. Yeah, you don't want to come back. You don't want it to be one nil no. to, to them and then, going then, into then the last one ten. one two one. Yeah, that was chaos. That no. I think the only the only sort of other interesting point is is there any chance that <coughs> Gomez or Oxley Chamberlain get on for like any minute at all if we're winning that game and they need four or five goals, you know, if if we're very comfortable in that I've second thought, leg. I've thought Chamberlain would have been we would have seen Chamberlain on, on the bench mm. by now. 
Mm. I'm surprised that we haven't. So I don't think I'd be overly surprised if they're on the bench. Yeah, it's just that it, it might be, you know, if, if we do get a goal or, or even two goals, it and might be an opportunity to get them a few minutes yeah. into the legs, you know, yeah. just because you never know, they could just end up being an asset, you know, like in, yeah. in them last couple of games of the season. So Don't you have to announce the Champions League squad again halfway through the season yeah. for, for the knockout? Yeah, Chamberlain made the squad. Yeah, and Gomez would have been in anyway, because he was only meant to be a short layoff. Just wondering about Chamberlain. Yeah. Okay. It's after the January window, isn't it? You'd have a chance to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always said... That I, I, you can see Chamberlain scoring a big goal just in, in one of the final games, whether it be the Champions League or the Premier League, because football's full of stories like that, isn't it? Yeah. So I would like to see him get a few minutes and bring him a little bit closer to that to that moment. And yeah. Gomez, from you know, all things equal, he's probably our best centre half to play alongside Van Dijk. Absolutely, so yeah. what, why wouldn't we be looking to get some minutes into him? Wouldn't start him. No, so no. But so you know, if you get into it, put them on the bench so that if you get in a good position. You might get that opportunity to use them, you know, and get, as I say, get some minutes in their legs. But it'll, yeah, we'll see what happens, I suppose. But you know, that Porto game—it's <coughs> a massive game, but I think it's one that we can definitely win. We've got a predictions. Or don't really do them on the Champions League games, do we? But I mean, I don't know if you want to do one. Or okay, I, do I, one. I just—I think we'll win the game. I think you probably, probably two-one. I think they'll probably score because they've got to. But I think we'll we'll still win the game two-one. I'll say. Yeah, I think two-one's sensible prediction as well. Liverpool 2 0. Craig, moving on to Sunday. I think we've got Man United, Easter yeah. Sunday, 1 30. More importantly, what time are we out? Um, as soon as I met me last Easter egg. <laughs> um, no, it's one of those, we, we said before that we hope the Fulham game has an undone, a lot of good work. Now, for me, it's on a knife edge now because there's three or four players minimum you can drop yeah. from that team based on Saturday's performance. Has the manager got the foresight to not do that? And say that was a blip, you know. This eleven, if you will, have done really well. Let, let's give them, let's give them that one off, and then we go against United. We have Calvert Lewin working the channels. We have three or four in, in often. Mm. We have Gomez and Garner pressing. We bring Michael Keane back in, if you will, to play, yeah. to play alongside Zuma. Or for you, would you bring, th- would you bring three or four? No, in? I think I'd, I'd definitely make the, the change for, and and it it seems very um, hypocritical me saying it. But I'd definitely bring Keane in mm. for uh, Jack Gilker yeah. in, in that particular game. I think, like, obviously, against Arsenal, Jack Gilker had a good game. But I think Man United, Man United going forward poses a totally different problem yeah. for uh, someone of Jack Gilker's age, 30, 36. Well, it's, it's well, like <coughs> and Marshall, isn't it? More Marshall, Rashford. Yeah, Rashford. So it's, it's a totally but what do you anticipate that problem to be? Because if it's pace, is Keane the answer for, for that? Um, no, but he's got Zuma. He's, he's very good he's at recovery. Yeah, so, sort of. They, they yeah, but Jagielka some, would have Zuma. No, Jagielka, based on Saturday's game at Fulham, he was getting dragged out of position, okay. and Zuma was a little bit like, you know, I, I can't even cover this. Yeah. Keane's very aware aware of his lack of pace, if you will, yeah, and, yeah. and he, he will go for the aerial duel, but it's a lot deeper. Yeah. With Jagielka, get get pulled out more. Now yeah. I think if Lukaku <laughs> would pull Jagielka out. And then you've got Rashford in behind. Well, Rashford's you're in, ma- yeah, you're in massive, massive yeah. trouble, aren't you? Yeah, and in um, reflection, I'd possibly even leave um, Richardson up the team and give Walcott, Walcott a go. Yeah, I'd give Walcott a go just to just to attack their their fullbacks. Because that's just based on Saturday's based performance. On Saturday, yeah. yeah, I think he needs to be like dropped. I think um, I just don't think his his application's been brilliant since. Since um, early like early on in the season, it's the sulking, isn't it? 
it's that. Yeah, it's, it's like it, if he gets kicked, gets teams kicked. know if they and kick there's, him. There's a chance. I mean, I don't know whether um, Ashley Young is suspended or not for the weekend. Or Should be Dallow and Shaw, will it? Yeah, but if if he's not, then Ashley Young is very much someone who will get under the skin of someone like Richarlison. It'd be a bold move to play Luckman if he turns up to... The Winslow at, at, at 12 p.m. on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, and Adam Ola Luckman was on the team yeah. sheet. I mean, that might give the fans a little bit, yeah, a little you know, bit, a bit of a lie. What's going on here? Yeah, but I, I do think he needs to do something after after Saturday to to say, well, yeah, I'm aware of who who performed and who didn't, which he has done before. If you yeah. remember the Cardiff game, going but to the Merseyside derby, Richardson yeah. got dropped. Yeah, and but he's done that on the back of the Liverpool game at Anfield, mm. where we were on, we were playing reasonably well, we were beating sides, and then he. Because of that defeat, he, he seemed to like change his side and not know his best side then. When all of a sudden, mm. prior it to that... that didn't it? That, yeah. that derby game, yeah. spooked him and didn't know his best 11. So, I think, for me, I think I'd take Richarlison off the team just based on Saturday's performance, and I'd take Jack Yelkado based on Saturday's performance. And I think Michael Keane would show you show yeah. you up at the back a little bit more against um, Pacey at op- opposition. Based on the fact that Silva has history in... Players he hooks, not getting the game that the following week. We've seen it with Walcott, we've seen it with Richarlison, mm. seen it with Tosin. I think we've even seen it with um, Luckman. Luckman seemed to get a bit of a, a break in January and he didn't yeah. perform one game, he was hooked. So, based on that, Sigurdsson got hooked on 60 minutes on Saturday as our number 10. If he was that poor in Silver's eyes, is there an argument that he may not start on Sunday? He's got history for it. Yeah, he has. And but what would he do? Was he possibly put Bernard in the middle? And yeah, I, or he'd I, bring Tom Davis in. Tom Davis, who came on for him in the game. Yeah. And Tom Davis has played an advanced role all time for Everton yeah. now. And he's, he's, possibly he's, never play, he's possibly played better in an advanced yeah. role when he's played this season. He's not gonna. He's not gonna do what Sigurdsson does. He's not gonna play the through ball to Lewin yeah. that, that Sigurdsson played on Saturday. He's not gonna score a twenty-five yards, which Sigurdsson can Can't do. But do, yeah. what he will do. Is he'll cause massive problems at that end of the pit, the pitch. He'll put yeah. them under pressure. He'll join the press. Yeah. You know, he'll be a bit of a you know a, a team player, if you will. I think, and this is not what I'd do, but I think based on the fact that he has done that previously, I can see him dropping Sigurdsson for Tom yeah. Davis. I was going to just say there, Mills, you're asking this question in the guise of what do you think Silver will yeah. do, but what would Ian Mills do? Mm-hmm. I think the team have played well enough the past past few games to have the Fulham game as a write-off. And say okay, we'll give you that. Yeah, because the second half at Newcastle, where we went to pieces, you know, we kept the same team for the for the Chelsea game, and we yeah. basically said, look, that let's just write that off, yep. and it worked. Mm-hmm. Then the same team for the West Ham game, same team for the Chelsea game, momentum started to build. I think the Fulham game, it was just a bit of a fluke. I mean, you can never explain. We, we had Davey Weir on the show a few weeks back, and he, he he was talking through some bad results forever, and we could be by Shrewsbury in the Cup. Mm. He said, you just cannot explain teams who you know are inferior well, to you. Unless you're a top, top team, them results happen, don't they? Yeah. You know. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't mean to sort of dig it out here, Mills, but I think that's a bit cheap, that, because you didn't turn up at all, so it mm. wasn't a fluke result. You know that Fulham have sort of like managed to nick a win against you. The, you just didn't yeah, but you can't explain they were it. better than but that's what you can't explain. Do you think those players went onto that pitch that day looking at each other, winking, going, ah, not, not for this. The, no, of course it, it not. just doesn't work. No, so sometimes that press by them or that ball by them or th- that moment in the game, you know, sometimes that mm. will go against you. I don't think you can explain that. I don't mm. think you can explain the fact that the two halves against Chelsea 
how did Everton play such a, a different second half to a first half? Sometimes things just, it's football. Yeah, You'll yeah. never, ever be able, as much as, I many shows that we have, we can have five shows a week, we'll never break down certain results. I'd like to think the Fulham game was is, just a, is one a bit off. of a one-off. Yeah. Even I, think I, feel I understand what you're saying. It, 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 could, be, it could be a one-off and, you know, the next results will tell you whether it was or wasn't. I, I just mean, you know, I know what you're a saying. fluke result, yeah. it, 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 it weren't. It wasn't like, you know, you had all the possession and, and they just nicked it or whatever. It was... They, on it, the day, I, I think they, it was a fluke result in the fact that you're looking at that result and going, How, how's that happened? Mm. You, you know, not watching it and analysing it, maybe because I, I agree, Fulham were the better team. Me and Craig yeah. broke it down before. Fulham, yeah. I'm not saying Fulham didn't deserve it, and it was a an Origi Pickford moment or nothing. <laughs> it, it was we, we, we got done, you know, we did, they deserve to win. I, I, my point is, sometimes you can't explain that, and I'd like to think it is a bit of a one off. Um, yeah. Going into Sunday. In answer to your question, I, with the, the changes, I think he's only going to make one change. I think the only change he will make is Jack Gilcher for, for Keane. Mm. I do think he'll carry on playing with Charleston because he, even though he sulks, he's still he's still a threat and he's a threat against the, uh, mm. a top side, isn't he? He's still your best player, isn't he? Like, he is your best player. If he fancies um, it. Yeah, if he fancies it, yeah. He's your best player. He's, yeah, he is. And... Um, what were you going to ask me prediction? Or? No, I was, I was going to I was going to basically just say about United. I, I think it's for me. You you may be completely opposite to me, but I think it's hard to look at this game without knowing their results this week. Yeah. They've got a massive massive game this yeah. week. Now, if, if they if they don't get past Barcelona, Everton becomes a must win for them. Yeah, for, yeah. If they navigate past Barcelona, it's a little bit like Everton is still an important game to them. Yeah. But they're looking at Liverpool in the Champions League semi final, and that would be. The forefront of that club's mind. Or Porto. Don't tease me. I'm very vulnerable at the minute. Don't tease me. But you know what I mean? I think it's yeah, hard yeah. to judge because you don't know what they're coming on the back of. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and that will depend, won't it? I think that will depend on, on the results against against Barcelona. Um, and what, what it takes out of them as well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it? Let's, mm. let's, I mean, they're, they're not going to be in charge of possession against Barcelona, are they? They're yeah. going to be it's going to be 75. Run ragged. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> 75, 25. And it's been the, that's the way Barcelona have played for the last 15 years. So they are going to be tired. They're a team you can press, though, and, and get benefits out of that. They're a team United. United yeah, I yeah. think if we've got that high yeah. press on, yeah. I don't think they're comfortable playing anybody like that. If we go into the game the way we did against Arsenal, I think that I wouldn't say that they're there for the taking because I think at the back, I think they're possibly better than, um, than mm. Arsenal. But... I think that they're definitely there to be ruffled. As you've seen this season, they, mm. they haven't kept that many clean sheets, have they? And they, they do seem to con- concede most, most games, don't they? Mm. So I think they're definitely there. It's just whether we can be sure at the back. And I they're, think. they're not a team I can pick their best 11. And I don't think Solskjaer even knows know that. Because yeah. they seem to rotate weeks. They've, so got, they've got weaknesses, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I see defence as their weakness. Yeah. So you've got to get at them, but you know. Always bearing in mind that they can counter. They've, they've got, got fa- good players, haven't they? They've got fast, fast wide men and stuff like that. So you're talking about a high press there, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know you've got to get at that defense. I agree, but mm-hmm. you've always got that issue to, to worry about at the back. You've got to have pacey fullbacks on. Yeah. You know, and team, obviously Dean Dean's been your possibly being the player of the season for you, so you're mm. confident he can do the job. Coleman on the other side, his legs, are they starting to go a little bit? Like, Could that be a worry? I know he's been in good form lately as well, hasn't he? But he'll be up against Martial, probably. So Martial yeah. had a really good game plan for that. at Old Trafford this season. I think Martial won a penalty, didn't he? Yeah. And, and he seemed to tear Coleman. That was one of the games that w- we actually said, you know, is, is Coleman actually 
maybe coming to the end now because mm. he's never really looked out of place, even no. against top wingers. He's mm. always been talked about as even my rival fans as yeah. one of the best, one of the names in the conversation as, as a right back in the Premier League. Yeah. And, and Marshall sort of yeah. changed a lot of perspective on that, or yeah. perception, sorry is the right word, on that just based on one game. So I think you're right in saying, uh, can Coleman do well against Marshall? I don't know. I, I think he'd possibly need help. Yeah. I think he'd need a Drissa Garner guy or Andre Gomez yeah. to be sort of deeper than what they would like to be and in a home game and, and looking after them. Sorry. You might not have Gomez. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on the retrospective, the retrospective action. action. Yeah. And I don't know whether is it one of them situations though where if, if there is something like a, a hearing and you appeal it you get the then game. You can you get the game. Yeah. So I think you just might have to do that and take an extra game ban. You yeah. know, like to, to make to sure you've got them. Yeah. And play Schneiderlin. Bit of history with United. He mm. played Schneider or, or he played Tom Davis and then and then keep Sigurdsson in. Yeah, Sigurdsson would stay and then it would be um, Guy and Davies. But yeah, I see him playing Schneider as well. Schneider mm. against United, yeah. maybe like a bit Schneidlin, of a. He's yeah. trusted him quite well. He's trusted him in games. He played game. in the derby. Yeah, yeah. The derby yeah, was the, the biggest game of silver game, season. So. Yeah. He but has he, has he played many games since though? No, because he's sort of gone back out the pitch no, a little he, bit. He played the following game. No, he got dropped the Newcastle game. He had like a little a little sort of run, didn't he? Of a couple of games and then he's just gone back to being. Played against Cardiff. Played against Liverpool. He came on against someone as well. I'm not too sure who, but yeah. I feel like the profile of Schneiderlin suits the game better more than it suits Davis. You're not, you know, talking about they can spring them counter attacks. I think you can rely on him to be a bit more disciplined and tactically. But I think Schneiderlin would be instead of Gomez, wouldn't he? As opposed to instead of Davis. Yeah, it'd be instead of Davis replacing Gomez. Yeah, it'd be Schneiderlin. Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm. But United, though, they one thing they are good at. I said there that you can get at them. One thing they are good at is they seem to get up the pitch really quickly. Yeah. And if we are pressing that and we do get the ball and stuff, we've got to be switched on because, yeah, especially the likes of Pogba, he can turn defence into attack with runners yeah. in like a split Rashford and Rashford and Martial, the rapid, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, quick, yeah. And if they've got Pogba finding those players, then you've got the, the threat of Lukaku arriving in the box, yeah. then Pogba's coming on the end. They're definitely a team who can score, and they're a team who can score a few goals yeah. if, if, you, if you're not switched on. Yeah, of course. Both um, teams to score then on Sunday? Well, I'll Is go. Craig going for a standard 3 1? Well, I'm going to disappoint you. No, I'm not. Three one, three one. I'll get one of them right this season, maybe. I feel like I need to shower saying this, but I don't think we can beat United on on Sunday. I think they're a, a level above um, Chelsea. I think Arsenal don't travel well. You can't say that about United. I think United do t- tend to go to teams in the Prem and you get yeah. results. Um, I'm going to go for a score draw. I'm going to go for two two. And uh, I've got your cheese. He's gone for a score draw also, which is one one. Mm. Okay, well, uh, then so we're one thirty on Sunday, and then hopefully today we'll be in the um, Winslow, waiting for the, the Prince to come on Sky Sports One. <laughs> Cards of Philip Pools four thirty. It's four o'clock, isn't it? Is it four o'clock? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, we've got four. Sorry, four o'clock. You're right. Um, is this a game that you know? I don't want to jinx you, or maybe I do, but you is do. this a game that you're looking at and going? This is this can't be much of a problem. Or are you thinking the opposite? I'm, no, no, I'm thinking scrapping for their lives. These are the games you they could be, be down really though. By yeah, the time. and Warnock hates us, mm. so it, it, I don't think it's one that we can just take as a given. Obviously, we should have more, more than enough to go and win that game. Um, but if we start slow and we let them get to maybe our time at nil nil, they'll start to fancy set pieces and stuff like that. So we, I, I just. I didn't realise that they could be down. How's that going to work? What would have to happen between now and then for that to happen? I think a Brighton beat. Um, I don't know if they got. So if other teams, I win, think there's a game this week. Let me have a little. If you carry on, I'll, I'll get up on yeah, the yeah. on a on a 
laptop. Me personally, I I don't think we'll we'll have anything to worry about. I, I think we'll go into the game. I don't think we'll we'll start slow. I think we know full well that the the league's the main priority, even which is mad to say because we could be in a, a Champions League semi final at that point. But the league's the priority. Now we go into that game against Cardiff. I, I'm I'm expecting a route. Sorry, just interrupt you there. But we'll go back to what Phil was saying there. Brighton have got Cardiff this week. Now Brighton are currently five points above above Cardiff. Yeah, it could go to eight, and that would leave. Four games to play, which is mathematically not impossible. Yeah, but it's it's a big but it's a big massive win that game. Yeah, you know the comments of the pool all fired up then, yeah. and you know it's 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 less of of course we're well we're well better than them, Gary, and it should be a route and all that. But if they come with enough fight, enough determination, they they can turn it away from a game of football. And it can be it can become a, a fight, yeah. a battle. Yeah, and you know, and, and on that note. I think you know team selection needs to be quite important on, on that note because you know which players in the team are up for the battle. Now I wasn't here when you discussed the the you know the Chelsea game, but what were your opinions on Keita? I saw your tweet, Gary. You know you you were happy with his, his game and all that, but I would say he's the least combative player in that eleven. So I'd have a question mark about playing him against Cardiff. Not that he's not improving, by the way. I, I thought he was showing signs again yeah, of improvement, and I was happy with him. But uh, Cardiff. Combative, I don't know. Yeah, but, I, I, but he might be the quality that we need to just blow them out the water at the same time. But it's just my, I, you know, what's your thoughts? I, I know what you're saying. Um, you know, we in games, it, it you yet to see him really sort of like boot anyone, have we? Or, mm. or sort of like take a, a you know, a really good bust tackle. Sent off a few yeah, times he was a bit of a knock, wasn't he? But we haven't seen that in his Liverpool career yet. So I, I take your point. And when you've got the likes of you know Milner, who didn't didn't start there, you know. He definitely got that in his locker to boot someone or to, and be able mm. to take a take a kick and, and and get up and shrug it off and you know Henderson everyone knows he's got the attitude that he, he can deal with it as well, so I think it, it, you will see some of them more robust players come in, and I think that's Carter's best chances to turn it into a you know a bit of a a bit of a battle and a bit of a scrap a scrap because let's you know if we're thinking about it there'll be players and I, I don't want to sort of say this in a like a disparaging way and sort of question the mentality but there'll be players in that Liverpool team who maybe a little bit nervous about getting injured. You know, mm. the likes of Oxlade-Chamberlain got injured in the quarterfinals of the Champions <coughs> League and then missed out, you know, after uh, thereafter. And in the tight running, you want to be playing all of them games. So yeah. there might be a few if it does, does get a bit tasty. And Warnock, he's a, he's a wily yeah. operator. And he, he'll be like, these won't want, if you boot these, these won't fancy it, you yeah. know, because they've got a Champions League quarterfinal second leg and, you know, a, a ch- possible Champions League semi-final by of that course. stage, actually. Um, no doubt about it. That's their team, so... so you know, I, I think you're right to say that we want to see maybe a team selection that is a little bit more, you know, a, a bit more grit about it. And I think Keith is one that you'd maybe highlight as maybe not th- thus far showing us that yeah. in his Liverpool career. So I think that that's a fair point. And I think we might see the likes of your Hendersons, Milners, um, pro- probably Fabinho. Yeah. Um, and then Fabinho's in for every game now, isn't he? There's, yeah, there's not a scenario where you're, you're even talking about taking him out. If, if you look at it, how many games has he actually played? He's probably only played about maybe 30 games, whereas some of the others have played getting on for 50 or 40, yeah. at least. Mileage-wise, so. yeah, but in terms of cumulative games, like he's had an up now in terms of games in a row. Well, you, well, you say that, but he was rested against Man U. You, oh know, yeah. you know what I mean? And he was. Oh yeah, th- th- there was other games that he was rested in that he didn't start. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think for the Cardiff game, it, it's hard. It's hard to think what team will be playing ba- until we see the portal game mm. you know anything can happen in that game that you, yeah, yeah. you could pick up an injury in that game as opposed to as opposed to this one and i think i think it'll tell you a lot 
when you see the the portal line up about what it will be on on Sunday for Cardiff. Um, I actually I actually think um, the team that suits Porto is probably the same team that suits Cardiff. So I, I you know in terms of because we need to be quite resolute in that game. We need to be quite. I, I know what you mean, but I, I I don't think we'll play this the the front three. I think Origi will oh come yeah. in. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I don't think I think Lovren will be back in, whereas Van Dijk and Matip will probably play against Cardiff. Mm. Um, you know there, there will be changes there that that will get changed back again for for the Cardiff game. Yeah. But in terms of the midfield, I don't know. I I think you're still probably going to see Cater playing against Porto. Or maybe against Porto, but do you not? I mean, looking at the the Cardiff game, do you not do you not agree that we should be looking to put the more. The players who who have got a yeah, little bit more about I'd them, and to a certain extent, yeah. But but at the same time, I don't really want to. Don't want to sacrifice quality for yeah, them. Yeah, I don't, I don't want us to, to play their game to play their game mm. for them. Yeah, isn't you that know, game what, perfect what? for like Lallana? He's done well against Burnley, of course. Isn't that the possibly, game where Lallana yeah. will come and be a yeah, nine? Possibly, possibly, yeah. Not a number nine, nine, nine out of ten. Oh, maybe, yeah. Possibly, and yeah. But that's what I, that is what I'd rather see. I don't want us to go and let and and say to them, we know you're going to do this, so we're going to let the game play out like this. Let's just take the game to them yeah. and, and show them why we're fighting yeah. for, for the Premier League. I, I don't think, yeah. you know, even if we did play the likes of Henderson, Fabinho and, and, and Milner, you know, we've talked about that, that being an okay midfield. You know, it, it, it was always a question of whether it was Henderson in the holes with Wijnaldum or Wijnaldum with Fabinho. Now, obviously, the Henderson thing's changed a little bit because you're getting played a little bit more forward. But I don't think we'd lose anything necessarily out of our game by playing players who can't take a kick. But it also got enough no, to do not. in the midfield. Ma- yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I don't want it to <laughs> be. The sentiment. I don't I want it to be you. the reason yeah, we're, we're, okay. we're making that change. If we're making that mm. change because Klopp thinks that's the team that's going to go and beat these by attacking and not playing their game, then yeah, great. But mm. I don't want it to be. This is the team we're putting out to counteract the fact that they're going to be physical. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> there's no chance we're going to start playing Arigis or anyone like that. Against Cardiff, no. I don't think that's a that's a definite no no. I, d- really? I, I I think there's a chance that he might. Yeah, I'm going back to that Burnley game. I remember you played Burnley away, and, and he played the Rigi. Mm. I think it was on the back of your beat beat Evans, didn't you? And then you went to Burnley, and that's that's a game that you need three points out of. And he did look at that as a as a chance to play Rigi Cardiff for that. I don't necessarily a level below I don't, Burnley. I don't think it would be done as a. I think it would be done tactically as opposed to to rest. And you know, just purely we, we as can a beat Cardiff with Rigi. Yeah, but it also he also gives you a bit of height, you know, like mm. a, and a bit of power, like sort of different thing. option, a different option, yeah, maybe, um, because okay. if it does turn into a bit of a scrap, and you know, I don't know what the quality of cards of sort of pitch is like or anything like that, but it, you know, it might be set up not to be allow us to play football. As I say, Warnock is one of them managers who he'll look to get every little sneaky advantage that he can because that's what yeah. they do in at, you know championship level and all that a bit further down. Yeah. And you could see him That's doing all them old school yeah. tricks, oh, you know, pitch cold water in the yeah. dressing room, dry pitch, <laughs> you know, don't don't grass put the glass yeah. to, to spoil their game and all of that sort of stuff. So like it's a cup game, yeah. a giant killer exactly. on the cards, yeah. almost. Yeah, you know, you can imagine them looking every, for every, every game is a cup game now. for them now, though, isn't it? Well, there is for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, for being honest about it. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a feisty one. It's going to be a game. You know, we'll see what happens, but. You know, I, I don't think it's a definite given that he won't play the likes of Rigi. Um But you no, know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Trying to do your uh, your predictions then. Cards are first Liverpool start with you, Terry. Um, I'm gonna go with. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'll probably say two 0 Liverpool. I think. Um, I think the goal, the first goal, is gonna come quite late. Um, I think it will be a scrap. 
But I think when we score, I think it'll break their heart and I think the floodgates will open a little bit then. And I think it'll be 3 0. But three late goals from about the hour onwards. I, I said at the start, I think it'll be a rout and, and my prediction will, will say the same. I, I just don't think they've got anything to worry us at all, even though the, the, they are scrapping for their lives. I'm going 5 0. Oof. I, know, I hope you're right and I'm confidence. wrong. I don't care about our predictions, Lee, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the predictions on our Instagram. The picture goes on there every week. It's um, across the park PC on Instagram. Uh, just before we do end the show, um, I feel like our match preview, the Everton match preview is a bit outdated now. There's some breaking news. We do record this on a, on a Monday evening, so breaking news. Andre Gomez has been slapped with a charge of violent conduct by the FA. It'll be a three-game ban. Yeah, still 6pm Terry to respond tomorrow. Um, mm. If he does respond, then possibly frees him up for the Man U game. Um, and if he does, then that's probably the end of his season because nah, the, there's I three games left, Palace, Burnley and Tottenham. So if he plays Sunday, that'll be the last time Andre Gomez plays for Everton this season. Um, I think if that happens, just to sort of edit my, my preview before, I think if that happens, Tom Davis will come in and Gilfie Sigurdsson will stay in. But, you know... It's one of those, you, we'll get it on social media, we can maybe mm. talk more I on think, social I media. I think the fact that it's 6pm tomorrow, the deadline, means they'll have it sorted before the weekend. Yeah, I think if they do that, then he's free for the weekend. Um, I don't think it's heard before then, you know, honestly. I've seen times where clubs have tactically done that. Well, when you do it tactically, you normally get a frivolous appeal, extra game, don't you? Which yeah. means you, if you did sign for you'd have missed the first game next when season. When he signed for Tottenham <laughs> next season, he can't play the first <laughs> game of the season. <laughs> no. No. No, that brings us to the end of the show. We've had a lot to cover. Thanks for sticking with us. We've had, you know, reviews, previews, social media. Um, so we'll be back on Monday. It's, it's Easter this week, but we'll be back on Monday, on Bank Holiday Monday. So in, in Got the radio this week, Phil. I think you're on Radio City. Yeah, I think Thursday. Name, George, is it? No, it's Craig. I think, isn't it? Yeah, Craig. Craig. Craig's doing two in a row. The rest of us are at a, at a, at a wedding, aren't we, yep. boys? So one oh, of our mates cool. is getting married. So so Craig's stepping in for what would have been yeah. judgy. You're yeah. on for the Reds. That's Radio yeah. City Talk, five pm yeah. on Matt Jones' drive show, which is a great show. If you don't listen to it, listen to it all week. He's got guests on all week talking football, and we've got the website articles Friday as well. A view from the red side, a view from the blue side. Terry, I think it's. Um, me and you this week. Yeah, possibly. Uh, so, yeah, well, you've got some Champions League games to, to, to cover mm-hmm. on that this Friday after the Porto game, and I'll I'll go more in depth on the, the preview for the Man U game. As always, guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy Easter. Enjoy the weekend. Don't eat too much chocolate. See you next week. Mm-hmm.